Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering just the prologue of A Crown of Swords. Enjoy! Welcome to season seven, episode uno. One. Uno's not in this one. chapter, though. Back to one. Back to one. This is zero. Zero. Yeah. Uh, tonight we are covering the prologue, since it is half the book of <laughs> A Crown of Swords. Feels like uh, it. No, this is, that, this is the continued epilogue of Lord of Chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord of Chaos 2.0 extended. Yeah. Director's cut. I, li- I like yeah. the name, Ian. Like it. So before we get into anything else, a few housekeeping things. We do have some new Patreons. Um, so three new Patreons: Ooh. Hannah, um, L. Walking, Ooh. and First Age Brigitta. Um, and then Kylie and Scooter McGavin both upped their patron levels. So thank you guys. You guys rock. You the the yeah. Hannah, the Brigitta, and the Scooter and uh, Kylie and L. Walking. Yep, this episode's dedicated to you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's awful. This yeah. is your episode. As far as other announcements or things coming up, we um, had Water Fortune last weekend. Go check it out. It was amazing. Delusions of Grindel 1. And speaking of DOG Delusions, delusions uh, we will original. be on, we'll be on her show um, in like two weeks or something like that. Uh, Ooh, that'll be exciting. So Feather and Mountain podcast. Uh, nice. We're going to be on there. Do we know what we're talking about? Is that released? Um, episode seven of the TV show? We have to go back and rewatch it. Okay. It. Ooh, I think okay it's I'll yeah. go back and check and make sure that's the right episode. Yeah. But I think hey. that's it. Um, Give me a chance seven, to prepare. That's good. Yeah. 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 I got blood snow. Lots of things to say. Yeah. That'd be fun. So um, also we have guests tonight. We have we have Mr. Vancy Pants. Vance. Uh, <laughs> How's it going? Vance. Good the bard of the red hand the bard um, of the red you, hand here on you YouTube. may you you may know him from youtube are most likely from the, every con that there is for a wheel of time because <laughs> he's always all of them he's always very involved with them or at least everywhere i every time i turn around vance is there so do you have do you have, doppel, do you have clones or doppelgangers or like how, how does that uh, work? no i don't you know i it's funny you ask me that alan because i feel like i ask you that all the time with how many things you have your hands in <laughs> i mean how many spreadsheets are you up to now do you got like a million and a half sitting somewhere how many tabs yeah well how many do you have a spreadsheet to track how many spreadsheets you have at this there's point? a formula that joins them all together he could search uh-huh. all of them through yeah. one spreadsheet Geez, he needs to. You need to get on some of these like big Actually, data yeah, cloud you can't platforms. Connect the moth through a pivot table. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you know. Also, during the stream, the what holiday? Actually, I won um, a, a, a giveaway. Um, yeah. So they they did a. It's eight frosty mugs of your choice. So, what? Um, yeah, eight. So you can like collect That's them awesome. all if you want to. So I was thinking like, which eight do I want? And one of my mods was like, why don't you just get eight of yours and then give them away? And I was like, Jordan Khan, we're coming with eight mugs. Um, so Yo, we'll come oh, up wow. with something fun. That we'll is such a wheel fun. reads thing to do. That's what we do. We got stuff. All right, we're giving it away. <laughs> we're giving it away. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So I'm gonna My wife go order, have it anyway. I'm gonna order eight Will Reeds, uh, you know, grab your floaties or the regular Will Reeds mugs, and um, and we'll have them at JordanCon, and we'll come up with some kind of way that you can win those. Um, I haven't made Ian grab his floaties in a while. My my um my my first idea was was uh what was vetoed by the mods, um so which was do a hurricane shot with us. Uh, if you haven't done a hurricane shot, you take a shot of tequila, oh, then you throw water in someone's face and smack them across the face, and that's that's a hurricane <laughs> shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's for a mug, but they say like, they're that. like, no, that's not, well, that's not okay. So, just so y'all are aware, they're like a twenty four ninety nine value, so Ooh, it may be hey, worth it. Yeah, I, I got them back there behind a bunch of because uh, if you look behind me, I have like tons of bins and boxes behind because we're decorating for Christmas. So Yay. you know it's a, uh, and we're remodeling at the same time because that's what you know that's what you do this time of year, right? Um, well, so I mean, that's, that's what you do, Alan. That's what you do all the time. It's <laughs> yeah. like oh, sixteen projects, no problem. I just won't sleep. Yeah, yeah so I have contractors at my house all day long right now. So I'm just going. Yeah, uh, go ahead. What's I up? hate to tell you this, Alan, but your modeling days are behind you. You might want to move on to something uh, else. Remodeling. You can't, you can't oh. remodel that. It's, <sighs> you know, as, as a hand model once. And... <laughs> <laughs> nice and in. So soft. Yeah. So Very soft. distinguished uh, looking. Yeah. It's when I when I invented the, the piano tie. I don't know. What's Zoolander's? Uh... <laughs> um so um yeah, so uh we personal life. Um we are remodeling our downstairs bathroom and doing a bunch of repairs. So we have contractors in the house doing all that stuff. They've demoed the entire bathroom right now. So I have like plastic sheeting all I have to walk around it to get into the office because keep the dust down. Um, but it's been demoed completely. Um, new tile, new toilets, new vanity, everything. Just we're we doing it. So, so it's, it's um, not going to be the 16 gallons per flush anymore. I don't know. But the toilet we bought, like, and all of them advertise this. It said on the thing, like, advertise, you can flush an entire basket of golf balls. I was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I'm doing. Yeah, you're still going into that Hilton uh, plumbing once it hits the street. So good luck yeah, with that. So- <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if our main drain is terracotta or not. Uh, some of the yeah. houses around here have clay, you know, the old terracotta mm. um, yeah. uh, main drains going out to the street. Uh, yeah, it's wow. such an old neighborhood. Uh, but the problem with those is the roots eventually grow through them because they're, they're clay. Yeah. Um, and once they collapse, actually, they collapse the entire way. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened at the last place I lived before we bought our house. Uh, we lived yeah. in this little converted garage apartment. House was built in like 62 or something like that. It had yeah. that. And the trees grew all up and boom. Yep. Cracked yeah, that my, pipe. My, my, first, my first house I lived in, which is one street over from where I live now, um, it, same thing. And actually, we moved in in... Um, november and of course mm. we're using toilets taking showers all that great stuff and then on christmas day i go that morning i go to start taking a shower and the shower starts to back up and i was like oh okay i guess it's clogged then i started to wash my hands and i was shaving so i had the sink running that's what it was and that started backing up and i was like why is everything backing up so i went downstairs and went into our utility room and our utility room flooded. was flooded with sewage um, it was just low utility room, lowest point in their house there. Yeah. So all the nasty mm-hmm. stuff came out. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to call that. a plumber on Christmas day, which if oh, you know how much a plumber costs on Christmas day, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait until I'm on, hold on. Later. I, I'm on my way. It's going to cost you four and a half times normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we had a plumber come out and, uh, and, and do it, auger the line. That's because it was full of roots. Yeah. yeah. So fun times. So that was, that was years. That was like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Now. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times, but yeah, uh, but that's what's going on my house in my world is just uh, construction and in Christmas decorating because we can't finish decorating until the construction is done. So like we're doing a piecemeal where we can, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. everything's everywhere and nothing's awesome. nowhere. It's like the beginning of the universe. Everything was there is no time, but there's nothing. But there's everything. It was, it was a remodeling, <laughs> lowercase a italicized. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, there was no beginning nor ending to this process. Yeah. How about you guys? What's going on personal life? What's what's going on in your world? Let me tell you, it, y'all are gonna be surprised because I'm very chipper right now. I, I'm in a great mood. Uh, this this is why I know I need to go back to therapy. Um, oh. I I have poison ivy everywhere. It's on my face. It's around this eye. I don't know if y'all could tell. It's a little swollen. It's just starting to get better, but it was almost swollen shut. I have it around this ear. It's very uncomfortable. I have these headphones on. Um. Like an idiot, after I touched poison ivy, not knowing I was in it, I, again, peed outside. This is the second time in two years that I've had poison ivy on my crotch. It's horribly uncomfortable. Worst ever. Uh, I'm almost a full month into still not getting paid for my civilian job because they can't quite figure out how to code the type of orders I was on and blah, blah, blah. But I keep getting the phone calls of... Hey, don't worry. We know you have enough leave. We'll be able to backdate it. Eventually, you're going to get paid, which is true. Like, I know eventually I will get paid. But just, you know, some of y'all out there might be rolling in cash. But consider going a month with zero additional (laughs) income. It's And we're coming up by Christmas. Like, it's getting so interesting. Um, Yeah. And then uh, today we went to uh, a funeral. Uh, Meredith's grandfather passed away. Um, And... Well, well, that's sad. It's, you know, there's a lot of conversation, you know, who's in his mid nineties and uh, at least for me, those type funerals are always easier. Lived a great life, full Mm -hmm. life, just a jolly guy, you know, never met somebody that wasn't a friend, you know, kids, grandkids, great, great kids, the whole shebang. So it was fairly joyful. You know, there there were sad moments and uh, he did like 20 some years in the air force. So they had the military honors. Mm hmm which I was fine through the whole thing, but then they do the, you know, gun salute and playing the taps. And mm-hmm. I always lose my shit with that. But anyway, so that all of that's been going on. And yet for some reason I get back home and we're already mostly decorated for Christmas. And we watched a Christmas movie tonight. We watched home alone with the kids while eating dinner, you know, in front of the TV and just one, or, man two. Thing. one or two. Oh, I'm really going to throw you for a loop and don't judge me. It was one of the newer home alones. Oh, Ooh. You are being I, I didn't even know. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I didn't even know there were newer Home Alones. I was like, but isn't Macaulay Culkin like 80 years old now? Why are they still doing They're like, no, it's I don't think new he's, people. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, what? the second one. Um, someone mumbled that the new ones are better, and I screamed blasph- blasphemy, and I threw stuff at them like holy water and stuff. It was good, but it was not. I, I don't think you could ever beat the first Home Alone. And yeah, the second Home Alone was good, good too, but you can't beat the first Home Alone. It was great. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but that's my life. Like I, like I'm positive, optimistic. I'm feeling great. Everything's going horribly wrong. Oh, we have three vehicles. We have 
uh, what was Riders, but he can't drive now. That's a long story. So Meredith's been using it as a commuter since it's good on gas. I've got my little Mitsubishi that's great on gas. And then we have the Pathfinder. That's the one when we got everybody, all the kids, we need something to fit everybody in. The Riders car needs a valve adjustment, and it could be timing, and I'm terrified to start digging into it because if it's timing, I don't know if I can afford that right now, time-wise and financially. My car needs tires all around. They're balding, about to explode everywhere. And then the Pathfinder needed brakes all around, and I ordered the parts, and I was doing it myself, brakes and rotors, and I got three of them done. And the very last one, there's a caliper bolt that they either put Loctite on there or they cross-threaded it and then mm. sunk it down with an impact. And I've been whacking at it with two different impacts. It's not budging at all. So oh. now I had to piece together, you know, the brakes back on that one. I got to take it to a shop and they either got to torch it and whack it or just break it. And now I have to do calipers if I have to do that. And now my Chris, Chris, Chris what's the next time we come into town? We get a good big breaker on there. I got a, I do got a good size breaker bar. If you could put a little something on it, Chris, because with my bad back and trying to get under there. Uh, anyways, but despite all that, times. I'm in such a great mood. I think it's, I think I'm Hello. going crazy. <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, everything just froze on my end. Nope, oh, it, it's coming know. back. No, I was just talking over you because I was disrespecting you. That's all. I know. It's oh. all good. I love you. <laughs> but uh, I will let you know that I have definitely been in that position where I've had to be somebody's strong arm, and I do not mind throwing my weight behind it. So, oh, yeah. And if we break it, we're just going to push it in the creek down here, take the plates off. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's when you call it stolen. And then when it comes back, it's been flooded. Bro, we'll talk offline. We're all from Newport News. Like, I know we're... how this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm a victim. <laughs> Speaking of things being flooded, we had to buy a new mattress this week. Because um, I, I allowed somebody to stay in my house to take care of my animals, and they did not take care of my animals really at all. And my animals decided that my bed was a uh, oh was a litter box. Oh, yeah. with the cats, you ain't getting rid of that smell. You no. yep. No, and like I did try, I doused it in all sorts of chemicals. And also, cleaned it and also think about cats as well. My cat does this. It it's not necessarily that they don't. They view its litter box. They might just be, it might be spite as well. Like if you leave them, they get oh, pissed yeah. and then they'll start yeah. shitting everywhere. They were mad at like, you. Yeah. Like yeah, my, my cat, would... my, my contractor's doing stuff right now. My cat is pissed. So like, yep. He's just shitting everywhere. And I'm like, my favorite's hey. when it's a clean litter box and they poop right in front of the litter box. Just like just a, to, mm -hmm. I know I was supposed to go in there, but I'm right. just telling you, I'm not happy right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so that's and why I know that they weren't taken care of because. When we were gone on our honeymoon and they were younger, no issues. Mm. Mm -hmm. And this time we were gone a couple of days less and we had to buy a new mattress. So I, we got a great night's sleep last night. We needed a new mattress, but we needed six more months before we bought this new mattress. Oh, and so now we are where we are. You know, we luckily yeah. like mattress firm does 36 months, zero interest. So, yeah, sure. I'll take your free money for three years. There you you go. got to. Well, because yeah. mattresses, like so many things in life, you get what you pay for. And True. sleep is important. And the good ones mm -hmm. are not cheap. But but you've got to. You've got to. 
You know, you know, Village Mattress probably would have cut you a good deal um, if he's in chat. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet you they would ship. To <laughs> <North> <laughs> oh, they're they're in Indiana, I think, but I think they'll ship anywhere. <laughs> I bet they know somebody. <laughs> well, anyway, other than that, just you know, life is yeah. slowing down a little bit for me, which is new. I don't have much to say other than training at the new job and enjoying it and working the tele line, just because they let me, even though mm-hmm. who knows what they're supposed to be, and. But they need to the help that bad that they're letting me handle yeah. all the money and have all the fun. So yeah. it's cool that you're getting into the financial world right before the collapse of the worldwide economy. Like I you're know. gonna have a front row seat. <laughs> 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 this could be so awesome. Has it has it, has it become monopoly money for you yet? Because it usually only takes about a week or two for it before the money doesn't even bother you anymore. Yeah. When you start seeing crazy amounts and you're like, Yeah, well, last week I did. When you start handling like- 50, when somebody comes in and asks for 50 grand, it's like you, you kind of you cry a little, little bit. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I, I can give it to you. <laughs> no, I mean, I used, I, I, this is really like years and years ago. I worked at a bank, and um, and it had um, uh, it was one of the busiest banks on the entire East Coast. And on a Friday shipment, when the money came in, the armored truck, like literally, you would have a couple million dollars in cash just laid out. Yeah. You would count it. And they're just yep. like, they were just walking by it, like, oh, count it later. It's just this giant stack of money. Just like, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 I don't, we don't carry, well, I don't know how much we carry in the vault, to be honest with you, because that has not been disclosed to me. But if you're telling the new guy, it's usually classified. You probably shouldn't say on here. Yeah. Telling the new guy, then you let me know which bank that is because they don't care about security. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing is the vault's yeah. closed during the like people don't realize that either like the vault's closed during the day there's two codes mm-hmm. to get into it there's a timer on it like by the time if anybody comes in the rob a bank and sorry this is where i'm gonna tell you a little trade secret if you try to rob a bank and you ask to get in the vault the cops are gonna be there before they even can open the vault so yeah, there's no hope these days there's no hope the yeah. amount of sound alarms and everything's on the bank they're going I'm, off mm-hmm. as you walk in yeah your, your best bet's just to take out of the cash drawer which isn't a lot which is usually like a, not a lot of money at all and you're yeah. gonna go to jail for a very long time for not very very money. long time yeah very long worth time. it that's why i'm going not back to worth. trains not trains not is where it. it's at yeah <laughs> planes and trains just disconnect one rail of those cars. you know rail cars the, and get the merchandise off of it yeah what was that movie it was based on a true story with zach galifianakis where he robbed he worked for an armored car company and then robbed the armored car company it's based on a true uh, story like he was oh, an idiot know. yeah I forget. And, they, and, and they they actually didn't follow up with it because he was so dumb that they were like the cops were like this can't be real like kind of thing like and it took him a long <laughs> to catch up because they're like there's no way like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> On that note, one more month of growth, hair and beard, and I will become Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making my transition. It's almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the one knocking my shit out of whack. Say hello <laughs> to the culprit. There we go. Oh, oh you don't can. hear about bank robbers? Oh, they just don't make the news anymore. They happen. Oh yeah, they do people try. They just don't yeah. get anywhere with it. It's, yeah, I was about to say they're just, they're just not big. Like I yeah. mean, what we typically have in our um, anyway. Continue. <laughs> Prologue. <laughs> Trust me, if I robbed oh, my Vince. own bank, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah. Vince, yeah. I'm sure like. uh, you oh, know, yeah. life is uh, life's good. I uh, I just recently got over COVID. Uh, it's my first confirmed bout of it because uh, I think I caught it way back in like late 2019, early 2020, before we really knew what was it's going like a on. A lot of people. Yeah. 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 And then. Uh, but we didn't have home tests to verify or validate or anything back then. So right. I just thought it was sick. 
But this time, uh, confirmed, caught COVID, uh, mm-hmm. took a flight back home, you know, and uh, like one of four people wearing masks on the plane and I still caught it. Yeah. So, oh, that sucks. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just a plane is just like the worst place to be when there's any kind of sickness going around. Yeah. So you're just trapped in a tin can with everybody and they recycle the air over. It's like being on a submarine. It's like, oh, sure. you know, yeah. so I was sick for, uh, you know, about four or five days. That was terrible, but I'm better now. Life, life is good again, uh, except for the weather. The weather has been miserable. It's very cloudy and misty and chilly. And uh, I, I very much like a sunshiny day. And so it's been a little rough for me. A little rough. Chris and I are going to bring you a little sunshine tonight. So don't you worry about it. Just don't look at Alan's green. Dark friends only bring darkness. Right, right, of course. But but yeah, other other than that, you know, I've just been at home chilling. Uh, Yeah. Cool. We're decorated for Christmas. We got it all up. uh, Cool. Despite being sick. So that put us in a little bit of a holiday holiday mood. It's always awesome. Yeah, most of our Christmas, all of our Christmas stuff is up too. So, yeah, yeah almost all of it, almost all of ours is. There's a few things that I have to wait for the contract to be done, but we'll get there. So, you guys ready for prologue? Prologue. See now, this village prologue. mattress will not give you prices. They like <clears throat> want you to call in and ask for a quote. Call but, them and tell them you know them, Leaf Brothers. Yeah, tell them you know the way to leave, and they're yeah. gonna be like, and see yeah. and see what they say. Really? Want to know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Just say I know what, the what way to leave. And I'm on the Wheel Reads podcast. You've been on, and you've oh, been yeah. on the Way of the Leaf, yeah, on their show. So like, and I believe, extra, I believe they're actually one of one of our patrons. Oh, oh so. man, call them up, yeah. bro. Yeah, they actually <laughs> are. One of our, yeah, I think I think they are. Uh, they, they're, they're one of our old school, been around for a while. One of our OG. Tell them if they want me to stay here on Tuesday nights. I need a new mattress. Yes. Village Village Mattress has been a patron of ours since December 22nd, 2020. So they are. Oh, man. That's almost on two years. By the way, the leaf. No, no, no. They're just they're just fans of uh, the way to leave. They're there. Village Mattress is very prominent within the community, and he gives a bunch of money to all the charity events we do. Yeah. He sponsors the way the leaf. (laughs) It's great. Well, yeah. Shit. If you're listening to this, <laughs> Chris is about to give you a call. <laughs> Chris just happens to be in the, to in the market for a new mattress. Do you have Alaskan Kings? That's what Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've, so we've gone beyond the California. Oh, yeah. No, there, there's California, and then I think Montana, and then Alaska King. Is that a real thing? I might have the middle one wrong. I was about but to yeah, say Montana Alaska, smaller Alaska. in California. Well, but bed size. It might be yeah. one of the Dakotas. I don't know, but it's one of those. It's know. somewhere else. Oh, it's the King of Mattress for heavy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Just don't get we the Rhode Christmas. Island King, because that's like it's it's that's uh, it's, 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 it's the V birth, and nobody wants <laughs> yeah. the V birth. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, lightnings, prologue, lightnings. Boom. We start with we start with Elida, our favorite. The foundation is five times stronger than the. I'm sorry, you just opened my world to something I needed for a very long time. But we are taking the wheel of reads on an adventure because I have been over 300 pounds since I was in the eighth grade. Mm. That's literally been 20, almost 23 years. 
Yeah. I can't believe we didn't think of making a call to Villa Mat- Village Mattress before when we were talking about how many beds you've broken. Not even yeah, like yeah. from activities, just like hanging out. In general, <laughs> just laying. Just yeah. Boom. Bed frame falls apart. Yep. Oof. Big, yeah. big. That's another one. Wow. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> so, Elida. <laughs> Speaking of worthless things, let's talk about Elida. (laughs) (laughs) She's overseeing uh, the grand construction of her ambulance palace, which is going to be taller than the White Tower. Because, yeah. 2,000 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say... Chris is really excited about this mattress. Chris, Chris, you keep reading. I'll make a good point, and you can keep doing some research. Uh I'm going to just say... So when I first went to Iraq, it was 2006 to 2008. And then the surge was summer of 2000. Wow, they are shack size, nine foot by nine foot. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. You just blew my boys. mind. Continue. You were in Iraq. <laughs> no, you're good. And so our brigade came to support, you know, a different area there. And there was this other commander that came in that I don't know if he just happened to outrank our brigade commander or maybe it was at you know, the division level. I don't know, but it was a really shitty time there. Like horrible, like, like everything was going wrong before the surge. Um, and when this commander came in, there were emails going out about how we should be wearing our reflective PT belts when we're walking around the victory base complex and some of these other larger installations. And I'm like, how are you going to show up in charge of this shit show that's going on and you're dedicating time. Like there had to be meetings about this. He thought of it. He spent brain cells on this. He probably brought people in this room to discuss it before the email was sent and then sent something out about PT belts. How is Elida looking at the world that's the happening flare. around her? The flare. And that's you know, what I'm saying. The flare's supposed to, pers- to be personalized. Shit's in the fan and she's like, <laughs> I want the tallest tower <laughs> or no i need the highest balcony in the tallest tower so i could get a good view that's her focus mm-hmm. by the way the o gears can't help i'm gonna just threaten the master mason here to figure that shit out and yep. oh but well i said i did some of this back in the day so i'll just mm-hmm. task a few i said i to kind of figure that shit out mm-hmm. meld some stones together what, what if she accidentally stumbles into an important role and does important stuff, I'm going to be mad. I may have spoke too soon in the first book when I said Pater is the worst dark friend ever. Elida might be. If if she actually manages to do something significant, she might be the worst in a very annoying way. She's worthless. That's all I have to say about that. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> and they're made in North Carolina. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I, they even made in North Carolina, which means the shipping cost is going to be low. Nothing, yeah. So Chris didn't hear anything That's what you I said. think about a lot so, of it. No, right. I, I, I said no, she's kind of worthless. I thought the same thing as you. I, I was honestly confused because when I read through it, I was like, "There's no way." That there's literal wars going on around her. Maybe we're getting a, a jump in the future. Maybe like it skipped that far ahead, and stuff went down enough to where like Rand's taking a break from things. The Dark Lord is chilling in his hole, and Elida's like, "All right, 
time for me to show how awesome I am. And then to find out, like, this is during the midst of all of the crazy. It's like, for real? This is what you choose to do? But then again, if you want people to buy into what you want them to buy into, then you keep things as normal as possible. And for her, normal is making herself outlandishly important. I want to be the most important, like, historical figure in this moment. Like, I'm going to be the... um, the one to lead the you know the all um, the books will be written about me like exactly everyone will say my name when they talk about this time in and history. when you look at this tower i want you to see me i want you to think about me i want you to think about the great things i did because in her mind it's very small stuff happening and she's going to control ran and mold him and shape him into the winner and then she's going to steal him and then be in charge of everything the trouble is I'm going to make this point and then I'm going to go back for a second. The trouble is I think a part of me wanted to think that, but then as we read along, we're finding out how her desire for power and how she wants to be seen in a certain way. And she feels threatened and she knows her authority is threatened and her lack of humility. It's she doesn't know enough and she knows she doesn't know enough. And still she's trying to push this narrative. Like, she knows she doesn't have the communication ne- network that the former Amberlynn had or that some other Ajas are known for. But instead of trying to either reestablish that or talk to somebody that's already in her network to try and get better information, she just acts like she knows. So she's going through these motions to try and look like a badass Amberlynn and try to make the history books. But she's just legit clueless about everything that's going on in the world. I can just, just picture rest- her like in a Cartman voice going, respect my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> she's, want, she's like, I want yeah. luxurious cashmere, organic well, cotton. Like, I want the finest of materials in so my tower. I, I, I do want to point out that I don't necessarily think she's oblivious to what's going on. Oh, no, there. not at all. I think not she's, 100%. So, she's so arrogant. She thinks it's all going to be okay once she has everything in her hands. Well, right. She, remember, she's expecting Galena to come back with the Dragon Reborn <laughs> right. in a box. In a box. <laughs> in a box. And, she, and, she, and she's and delivering it to her. Right. Yeah, and she's, she's feeling, she's feeling she's, real yeah. confident until, you know, up until she gets to the part. Uh, so she's she's riding high right there at that moment. Oh, this is gonna be fine. I'm on top of yes. the world. We're just gonna yeah. we're gonna be terrible. And in that moment, she was on top of the world. She literally for a about 15, 20 minutes or so, you know. 14 minutes and 30 seconds. But I mean like for, 14 yeah. minutes and 30 seconds from the start of the prologue, but prologue, like you know, correct. and then it, it fell apart. She was, she was feeling that way for weeks. She was yeah, feeling that was way for weeks month. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I will say down. this. At this point, Egwene, remember they were talking about how she has to be seen in in the world to get the rest of this world to kind of respect her as the Amberlynn. Mm-hmm. You know, she really, the bar is now set kind of low <laughs> because she's no longer battling for respect as the Amberlynn. She's not battling Elida anymore. I don't think anybody that actually meets these two or watches how they operate will go, no, Elida is the better Amberlynn. She's just she's battling the history of what the white tower was because she's not physically sitting there. So that's the only thing she has to overcome anymore. So I think I don't know that things got true. easier for Egwene. One, I mean, if, if you look if at people got Elida, to know, though, Elida has been in court. 
and she knows how to manipulate the court. That's where Gwen has been a country bumpkin turned warrior mage, essentially. Who's going to co-sign for her court time? When they call for a reference, they're going to call Elaine? Morgaze? Do you think Elaine and Morgaze are going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, oh, you're calling about Elida? But when it comes to the manipulation, it's going to be like, you know, playing stones here. She's going to know how to manipulate the pieces to get people to do what she wants. It's where Gwen's going to be like, this is what you need to do because it needs to be done. How often do people do what needs to be done because it has to be done? That's true. You get people you do what they to... need to do because they get something out of it. Yeah, you got to motivate them, and usually, like, yeah, if uh, everybody yeah. wants to continue listening to me, I need you guys to send me each hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> These luxurious beds are like the minimum cost is thirty so two we'll, fifty. We'll be Good posting Lord. the GoFundMe link for a big boy yeah, bed. We'll go, yeah, for Chris. <laughs> yeah, the I, look, grand will, is ten grand. <laughs> I'll chip into that. I'll chip into look, that because I need you to get for good a sleep. mattress. That thing better last for the rest of my life. That sleep better be so good you don't ever wake up again. You better be able to look <laughs> at it and know that it is the biggest, baddest bed. Just like Elida saying about her tower. It is exactly. the biggest, baddest tower. This better be the yep. biggest, mm-hmm. baddest and, bed around. And, and Chad's pointed out right now, she's building on the water training grounds. Like, because who mm-hmm. needs water? She's a red. They don't she's a red. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I did. I did think of that. Yeah. That, they don't need waters. Just so many. Still. You know how we talk about the cockiness of Aes Sedai in general? Uh, the cockiness of the Reds is just kind of exponential. Um, I think kind of the theme, that's no, not fair to say, there might be a sub-theme going on in these books of kind of that Star Wars, Metachlorian type, everything's connected, there's balance with everything. Well, even if you look at like, you know, the symbol for the male and the female, it's the yin-yang sort of, like there's balance but the most imbalanced thing is the White Tower, and the most imbalanced thing within the White Tower are the Reds. Like they they refuse any sort of companionship or relationship with men, uh, and there's a lot of animosity between them and even like the other sisters that might think differently. That like they're they're the ones that are in the silo with the way they think and unbudging. So I mean that's that's just in this world seems like a recipe for disaster. So it wasn't surprising Agreed. when they started talking about the building over the water grounds, but that's, yeah, that definitely jumped out. as like, well, I mean, how could you just, so now you're not just writing off all these other enemies that you have. You're writing off a significant portion of the lives of, of a lot of the other Aja. But I mean, and think about her response mm-hmm. to, first off, she's in control. All, she, the White Tower will be whole again. Throw some Second. air quotes on there. Yeah, second, she's like the Black Tower. These men, really? Like, Mm -hmm. they've only been training for months. So, what are they going to do against us? Let's go squash them with a couple of people. Yeah, she's so quick to dismiss every report. I mean, when Alvriarn Mm -hmm. comes in and says, the first thing she says is like, Elaine, Nynaeve, and Ebodar, they're posing as full sisters. She's like, no, they're not. And like, she's like, no, here's a picture. And like, and she gets like (laughs) upset about it. She's like, like I don't believe anything you, you say. Okay, what do you yes, do with right. the hold on, hold on. Hey, this, uh, with, hold on, with this magical new glass terangrial, they've posted a TikTok <laughs> of themselves showing that they're posing as full sisters. Nah, they're not. It's whatever. <laughs> that's, that's not that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love you. What is her name? The one that that is the the keeper. Alvarin. 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 and she's effing with a lot. I love the way. Yes, I love the way she unloads. It's like. Mm-hmm. Bit by bit 
piece by piece, jab by jab, like deeper and deeper and deeper. She like stabs a little bit more like, hey, just want you to know this. Oh, by the way, you got these people posing. Also, yeah. the the other guy, they, they picked a new they picked a new um Amerlin. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a going. And she starts mm-hmm. laughing at it. Yeah, she's yeah. like they they were smart enough to pick a, a country bumpkin. Like they were it sucks because they picked one of the most talented young women, but you know, they realize that as leaders they can be punished, but they're not going to be killed. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, somebody claiming to be an Amerlin will be hung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I would say with the information she has, like the whole reasoning, like how she logically tries to explain why they would pick a Gwen, and well it's because you know how law is and what the punishments would be and they're standing her up so they don't have to bear the brunt of the the punishment blah 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 because they know they're gonna you know have to come back and apologize Mm -hmm. whatever so all that makes sense she's making good like she's rationalizing everything but the trouble is you could be a fantastic decision maker but if the information you have is so limited you're inevitably going to make horrible decisions Mm -hmm. because your inputs suck right And when your input is being manipulated by a chosen one i mean well by everybody and by your own ignorance and lack of humility and stubbornness so uh i mean that's a good point there that's a good point she really is like and this is kind of just we've seen this with elida previously like she's her own worst enemy again and again yeah, yeah. And again, like she sets right. she sets up all of the pieces that like eventually I mean, like even with, even with dealing it's, with Black and Tower, it's her arrogance. Yeah. Dealing with the Black Tower says, yeah, we're just yeah. going to 50 sisters. And it's like, right yeah, here. There's hundreds. It's like, there's not hundreds. I There's been 24 people in the last, you know, what, 100 years I can channel. Like there's not hundreds of men that can channel. This is. Yeah, exactly. Report, so. But even even if there's five, wh- who was talking in the last book? Was it? maybe we got some Intel from loyal where they were talking about how it's odd with like some of the powerful male channelers, some of the issues the I said I've had with controlling them in the past. Were we getting that info from loyal? Anyways, doesn't matter, but there is some history that she should have access to knowing that there are some singular male channelers that are so powerful. It's not as simple as, you know, send out a few reds and we'll just go round them up. So Mm -hmm. even if they have, five semi-powerful male channelers they're not it's not going to be an easy day for a couple dozen of them to go in there and go round them up and if she even concedes that there's a hundred of them you're not just going to throw 50 eyes to die at him and be like mm, piece of cake right mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. she's not even using her own historical references to make logical conclusions here mm-hmm. and maybe it's part of the reds just hating on men in general like they're just so full of themselves like there's no way a group of men can become so powerful that we would ever have to worry about it sort of thing i don't know well i mean they do have a pretty good track record i think throughout history right like that's been said numerous times they have handled false dragons it's what they do and they've handled men one at a time all for yeah well one at a time two at a time here and there but yeah nothing like nothing like what they're facing now so there is there it it just goes back to that arrogance um angle yeah. i think <laughs> that you know we've seen just with the Aes Sedai in general throughout the series they are a little arrogant they're it's not it's not like the individuals necessarily are so all personally arrogant but the institution 
of the tower itself yes. is what's arrogant, right? right. Like it's it's I like mean, he's been on the, top for so many years, right? Yeah. It's oh, I mean, you probably probably say, and Ian might know this, like from the U.S. military. I think there's a little bit of an arrogant streak that runs because we've been number one in terms of that. We talk about time. the danger of that a lot. <laughs> right. Yes. And when you when you get arrogant, you get complacent, yeah. and when you get complacent, you fall behind. That's yep. the thing. And that's kind of like where the tower is at, especially since the Ajas all also have their intertower politics, as you're really starting to get to see uh, in this part of the series, where it's like, hey, they don't even really talk with each other all that much. Uh, so they're all in this. It's like seven individual towers, actually, uh, in some regards. It's really interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's a good point. The only thing I'll say is the difference between the tower and what we're seeing with Elida and the U.S. military. That was actually a very perfect analogy. Mm -hmm. Is we recognize it, and just about every training event, every new system we learn on, work on everything, every time we practice like skill level one shit with our soldiers. This is part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, the moment you think that you're just automatically the top dog and you got nothing to worry about. That's when you're in trouble. Yep. You you've got to recognize that there's other people trying to be top dog. And the only reason we're so badass is because how we train from the bottom up to like just react in unison and get rid of that cockiness that no matter what we run into, we have nothing to worry about, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's the, it's it's that recognition and then continuing to train on top of that. She doesn't have that recognition mm -hmm. that there might be a threat out there. So that, I guess right. that's the big separation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Yeah. But the moment, the moment, the moment, trust me, the moment we sit back and we're like, man, bombs are so awesome. We don't have to train. I don't need to learn my basic buddy aid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop doing PT. We've got right. missiles like bro. <laughs> we're done ski. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you could go into a further like military analogy too, like where the, the different Ajas of the tower don't really work together. Uh, and you could say, like, that's where a military becomes dysfunctional between, like, your army, your navy, your air command, stuff like that. If they you're not working together, sharing intelligence, you're going to eventually start undermining each other. And actually, we've seen this uh, in history. And one of the greatest examples of this is uh, the Japanese Imperial Navy and Japanese Imperial Army in World War II, where yes. they were very antagonistic towards each other. There was always a prestige thing. Uh, that who's going to get the victory? For. Who gets yep, the claim? Who's going to get it? And and the navy always thought it was superior to the Japanese Imperial Army, for example. Um, you know, and they 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 fought each other almost as much as they fought literally anybody else. Uh, it's like the Marines in the Navy. They, they're... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, now, com communication is key. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that before in Wheel of Time, but yeah. Oh, yeah. What? No, what? No, no. You don't have to communicate at all. As especially assume if things. If you're operating in the same like AO area of operation, and mm -hmm. you're not communicating with people that should, you know, supposedly be on your side. I mean, at worst, you're doubling your effort right as a team mm -hmm. uh yeah and it just goes downhill from there but anyways uh, i was gonna say alan as we've gone all these many tangents about elida and never really stuck to like play-by-play -play of the book uh i realized two days ago that uh i actually need to order the next three books <laughs> so i'm only going <laughs> off of so I, I listened to these chapters a few times but if you want us to actually follow the path of what's happening in the book you got to tell me because i don't i don't know where we're at 
<laughs> okay. You gotta, you gotta tell that's me. All, where that's, all, that's all right. I can send you a copy of it if you want. Um, oh no, I, I've I've got them ordered. They're coming. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Because I, I just I realized I didn't I got, have the next one until I tried I to. Extra, find I got it. extra paperbacks with <laughs> everything now because people keep good. on sending me little time books, even though I have them all. Uh, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's, it's my family members. Cause like, Oh, do you have, I'm like, yes, I have them all. Like I have them all on paperback. I'm all hardback. I'm twice in hardback now. Uh, like, I feel more giveaways are coming. Yeah. They, yeah. They are. They these are. ones will be, well, these that, ones will be that, signed that, copies with artwork from us though. Yeah. That, that, that I've been, um, I've been kind of just giving away. Um, I'm friends too. Like people like come to my house. Like, Hey, have you read the series here? I have a book. Um, <laughs> I got 30 copies of the eye of the world. Please take yeah. one. Please take one. Just take, just take it. Um, so yeah, also well, I was going to ask about the whole entire breaking tower law about hanging men rather than bringing them back for trial. So that's something that a lot of announced as well, uh, that any man find channel and just hang them out, right. Not even bring them back for a proper trial, uh, in the yep. proper, you know, where my mind went with that, like the relation to American politics these days. Mm -hmm. So we've discovered with the last, uh, and this isn't recent, recent, let's say the last four or five presidents, if you look at the amount of executive orders that they've just been, you know, stroking the pen, trying to find ways that they can just executive order this executive order that like it keeps growing and it's both parties. They're like, let's see what we can. I don't want to say get around the process that it should take, but anyways, we're executive ordering left and right. Mm -hmm. But every time there's an executive order for anything marginally significant, it's never that simple. Because mm -hmm. then you have to look at, all right, does this fly in the face of something that Congress actually passed? Is this now, are we, you know, getting into what states should be handling versus federal government? Da, 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 da. So they talk about this. They're like, yes, as Amelyn's seat, she can just dictate anything. And that's true. But then there's days and days and days of being like, oh, well, that means there's a ripple effect. That mm -hmm. means we would have to change this and we'd have to adjust that and da 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 da. And they could keep, you know, the Emerlin could keep executive ordering these changes to make it work, but it's never so simple to just give a big blanket executive order decree, especially something as radical as this, and then it just be kosher. Mm -hmm. You got to go change a bazillion other things to make it work. Uh, and not that it's funny. I guess I shouldn't say haha funny, but like I thought it was funny because I was like, ha, huh, we do that shit all the time. Any it's new president ironic. gets in and they're like, look at this stroke of the pen There's shit that I just word. did. And then everybody goes, nah, we're going to court for six years. That's not, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. There was a treaty in 1792 that you forgot about in a town that no longer exists. So right. now, you, now you can't do that. Yep. So after all this, um, this is when we talk about Egwene, which we've already talked about. I know Ian jumping around different spots. That's okay. Uh, we've already talked about the whole Egwene thing and then propping up the heroes and Evelyn. Um, and at the very end, she has a foretelling um, that the White Tower will be whole again. Which, strong. conveniently enough, was all about her making things amazing and awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's what she thought it was. I'm starting yeah, to question the accuracy yeah. of the foretellings. I, no, I think her foretelling is accurate. I think she doesn't realize who the foretelling is really about. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Early on when we met Elida. Wayne is going to make the tower whole again. When we met Elida and Camelin and we talked about a foretelling, I don't know if Alan tried to lead us to believe this or like my mind just went there. I'm not putting this on you, Alan, but it seemed like, okay, this is one of these powers that's absolute, right? Like it mm -hmm. is what it is. Like 
men's viewings were kind of questionable, hard to interpret, da, 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 da. But on a lot of foretelling, like now we know future, this is what's going to happen. But at this point, I guess it's, since we haven't read forward, it's possible what she thinks it means is what's going to happen. But I don't think that. So then, Chris, to your point, does that mean she there's an interpretation portion that she's getting wrong? A perspective portion that she's getting wrong? You're nodding yes. Here comes the curveball. Why was Moraine and why was the former Armorlin Swan, why were they doing what they were doing? They were doing it because when they were, were they novices or accepted at the time? There was somebody in the tower that had a foretelling and told them about you know, the dragon reborn and this, that, and the other. And now they're going on this path convinced it's the absolute truth. And this is what's going to happen. But if foretellings are subjective or they're influenced by perspective or interpretation, do we put everybody's foretelling in question? I, I will chime in here and I will let you know that what happens in foretellings, it's kind of like men's viewing for the most part. They happen, right? Like, Right. That's a thing. Like the dragon was reborn. We know that for a fact, right? I feel good about that at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We know we, we know that for a fact. Uh and he is connected to the Camelin royal family. He knows them. He's met them. He fell over their wall in their garden in the first book. Like that's I'm feeling I'm feeling good about these connections. Yeah. And made made these made these made these connections happen within book one. So that was already there. Mm -hmm. So I would say that you're on to something, Ian, with that. The but we know that foretelling things that happen in foretellings, like men's visions, do happen. But I would also caveat that with there is an element of whoever has it is interpreting that as well. Yeah. And they so have, what, do, to, what right? do we as individuals tend to do when we interpret things? We're the hero we of our own story. Where we center ourselves. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's something that I, you notice Elida yep. does. That's she had a foretelling that the Camelin royal family would be involved. Well, so what did she do? She centered herself as the Camelin, you know, as the Aes Sedai advisor to the Queen of Camelin. Yeah. Uh, Queen of Andor. So mm. it's uh, like that you're on to something. I just yeah. want to you know, confirm that for you, but yep. how you're on to it is going to vary a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. With it. Sure. Sure. No, but that's, I, I mean, that's just... definitely what I'm. Oh no. Get as deep as you want. No, no. That's, I, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> that was, that was really sultry, Chris. I like oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> big. Oh, there it is. There I it missed is. That, but it's okay. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that's how we end this point of view before um, before we switch on mm -hmm. to the next one. Before we go to do my swells again, because uh, <laughs> spoiler, go yeah, go back to do my swells. Um, I do want to uh, do a quick cover review. I meant to do it in the beginning. I forgot to do it. Oh yeah, we've done it before. Um, so I'll show you guys a picture of the cover. And we can talk about the cover for a bit. This is the original Dara Sweet Art. I know it's different different countries, but this is the this is it right here. Um, Ooh, who is that striking uh, figure? Those muscles. Uh -huh. Ooh. Yeah. So that is how Jean Claude Van well. It's Jean, oh Jean Claude Van Rand. Jean Claude Van Rand. That's who it is. That is a perfect yeah. description of what I'm looking at. Holy, yeah. did you come up with that, or is, is that a thing? Uh, I mean, I've been saying that for years, but I'm sure other people have said it on the internet somewhere. 
but I 100% believe that Daryl K. Sweet used Jean-Claude Van Damme from one of his movie covers as a model for this. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I could see this guy dropping down, doing the splits, oh, and then yeah. punching somebody in the stomach and knocking them yeah. out. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. definitely is, uh, Jean- Jean-Claude that Van Damme. Replaced from the first book. Is that where he's at? It gives mm. me those vibes. It does give me that vibe. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yes. But mm. look at the different spires. There's towers in the background. Is it? Yeah. Are we are we going to uh, Malkir or? Um, Ooh. Well, I, it? I like the speculation. La- Land's place. Land's, is that, yeah. Is Land's place Malkir? Uh, is that his kingdom? Uh, yeah, yeah. Malkir is his kingdom. Yeah. But wasn't it the- like torn down and broken up and all sorts of stuff? Yeah, I only got that because that one spire you see. In, yeah, but that's in the more. that's in the blight, right? Like y'all technically um, already been yeah. in Malkir yeah, in book one, at the end of book one, right? And it's it's yeah. covered in the blight. So wait, so we can't go back? Can't yeah, but it's not that yeah. big. There's only one spire. That's true. It's seven, well, seven towers started out there. Seven towers. Yeah, seven well, towers. Th- there's not seven towers anymore, is there? I don't know. No. I just yeah. want land. So that's, I just land deserves a kingdom at this point. That's what I'm saying. I don't care if he has to get a new one or take back his old one. Give that man a kingdom. <clears throat> it's a new land. 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 I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, thank you, Zul. There are seven broken towers. In- yeah, those towers look kind of yeah, broken. But those two look broken, yeah. but I thought they were like crumbled down and like, you know, nothing of what they used to be. That's maybe I remember it wrong. Well, then also remember Alan mentioned the artwork and stuff doesn't always directly reflect actual shit happening in the books. Sometimes they were winging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I would especially, say especially Derek Sweet covers. Thematic. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a thematic representation of what's yeah, going especially, on. Yeah. Especially like Daryl Sweet covers. Like there's actually another person in the Eye of the World cover because originally, I guess uh, there was supposed to be another person in the party that was leaving mm-hmm. with them and Robert Jordan wrote him out. But the cover. Ooh. The cover was art was already done, and mm-hmm. um, they, they kept the cover it. art. And there's this random yeah. person there that is not rando. <laughs> well, there's also Nicholas Cage in there too, so it's yeah, not it's not, not accurate to start with. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Jean Claude Van Rand. That yep. is, there's nothing else to say about that cover. I should have stopped. I know that's exactly that. what it is. No, it is no. Jean Claude Van Rand. Failed it. And, and it, I did, I, it cut off the picture. Did but he does have some well turned calves too. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very well certain of that. So let's switch to Savannah. Um, Savannah, jacuzzi Savannah. in the background of the movies. Yeah. Um, she and, and we're now back. We're back at Dumai's Wells. Savannah's up. Uh, I guess on. I, I picture her up like on a hill because there's not really cliffs there. It's, it's she's like at a hill, overlooking mm-hmm. with the wise ones. Um, so she's got of, high ground. She has the high ground. She has the high ground. Let's Ooh. see how this works out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, not the moral high ground. Let's just clarify that. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. it's only the physical high ground. Mm-hmm. And she she gets a report saying that if, you know one of the scouts that came up escaped. They tried to kill all Gawain scouts, and that's the person that came running in. Um, that was mangled. Um, that died in the very beginning of Demise Wells to to Gawain. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yep. Um. And she orders them to send every spear down at the Aes Sedai. And the wise ones kind of, I kind of take it back. They're like, shouldn't we keep some retainers? And like, he's like, no, yeah, some reserves. No. Like everybody, her chief, her chief clansmen, like the wise ones, like they were all like, that doesn't sound like the right 
thing to do. And she was Another- she's never been in battle, and she's not a wise one. Like she just has power because she's got something between her legs that men just. Yeah. Another 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 example of someone being way too cocky. Yeah, <laughs> and way too. So <laughs> this is this is really all I have to say about this section, and it goes into that. This is sounds. I hope this is kind of like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Elida, because uh, we get a little bit inside of her head. We know we know what happens at the end of this battle. We get to see from her perspective how it unfolds. Uh, she's faking it. She lacks information. She's pretending she's trying to manipulate. She's trying to emulate what, what other people in power, what clan chiefs really have done to try to get people to follow her. But like, it's all, it's all fake. Right. And she's somehow able to convince all of these people, but she, it's just not real. It's fake. And it's, it's about to implode. Yeah. So it's like a difference. Like when you're like so skilled at something and you're such an expert and you disobey orders or you do something rash, but you're so good at it that you have the confidence. But it's another thing when you're not at all and you're just winging it and you're just throwing stuff to the wind. Uh, I, I just think some, the book I'm reading right now, it, it deals with, um, um, it's, it, I'm, I'm reading Star Wars book. I'm reading uh, the Thrawn, um, or, or Thrawn uh, uh, Ascendancy. So Ooh. Thrawn. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you have Thrawn very early in his career and how like cool and collected and just would go against orders and be like, yeah, this is how we're going to do things. And it worked because he had experience and he knew what he was doing. Versus and Wicked like Smart. This, and Wicked yeah, Smart. He's also, he's someone, also a genius. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's someone like this who is just power tripping and has controlled this giant army. And it's like, we're mm-hmm. going to do it my way because I'm in charge. Can we, <laughs> can we get controversial and say that Thrawn in Star Wars is Khan in Star Trek? Like, are, are we willing to make these comparisons? I mean, I mean you're the, like the, 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 it's not really, I don't think it should be controversial. The, like the physical abilities, the comparisons there, the mental acuity, just the genius of them. It, mm-hmm. they might land a little more on the evil side of, or at least we're rooting against them at times. But if you were in their camp and they were your leader, would you not be proud to follow them? Like, whoa, Good badass fun. evil dudes. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Thrawn, yeah. Khan. And Thrawn. they sound similar. Is that an accident? I don't know. Oh. Who well, we'd here? have to ask Timothy Zahn to know. Yeah. So. We'd have to know. Yeah. I think, so, I think, I think Khan came first. Well, I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely came first. Thrawn first appeared in like 91, 90 or okay. 91. Yeah. Air to Empire. Yeah. And Khan like was, so, yeah. Yeah. Is, is Khan was number in of them, years. Them Shatner that. days, early yeah. Shatner days. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Not to derail so, the Star Wars, but there's something there, though, like, because Savannah, like, she grabbed some power way back, you know, at the end of book four. Uh, and I feel like she had just a little bit, a little bit of manipulating know-how, and she used it to her advantage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's now, like, and it spiraled worked. that into, like, way more. She It worked you know, too well. Right. Yes, exactly. Her and manipulation like, worked mm-hmm. too good. She's she's failed. She's she's this is where you're starting to see her be like the victim of her success, I would say, where she is. She's risen to the level of what I would call her incompetence. And you start to see it in the way she thinks about people Mm -hmm. and the way she she does things. What are we Uh, talking about, Elida again? No, 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 (laughs) we're talking about we're talking about Savannah. This also applies to Elida. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. 
So just the way it's it and it's reflected, I think, in the way she's talking about everyone fleeing specifically. Yeah, and so and Miles and such an absolute and willing just to break all protocol mm -hmm. and culture and yes. like I mean, even with the wise ones, the wise ones said, you know, I mean, but that wasn't really her up. fault. That was that's all Rand's fault. She's what just helping so? to fulfill the I mean, prophecy. Is it, she she started yeah, doing it no. before Rand even showed up. Really, she's trying to force wise no, ones to fight other wise ones, like, which is unheard of in IO culture. We're gonna yeah, disagree, like, and disagree on that one. I <laughs> splitting from Ayil, and you know the car cars here, and we need to save him no matter what. That's true. It's not her fault. It's Rand's fault. Like actually, that is a good it. point. She's seizing on an opportunity I'm because like being that there is a car con and like he's going to break them. Correct. She's just trying to run a different way and how that new life, new everything, new and culture, new system is going to be. justified in trying to save the car, Karn, and you have other wise ones directly against that. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, go at it no matter what. It does kind of like make me style. sick that it kind of makes me say, sick. Go ahead, Vance. Oh, I was just going to say, she did try to back a fake car, Karn. Uh, originally there was a couple swings and misses yeah. there yeah yeah, yeah. so that i mean you know woman he's a man you know he was he was in charge of things that was her husband like she had to go with the flow. That, that was that was her husband's brother uh, right that was the yeah. second yeah. manipulation yeah. she waited for the first she one to die Kulidin and then too. she winked at the other one and was like mm, yeah i guess did she marry yeah, she did that's what did it she implied. officially marry him that's I, what it it's implied. been a while she she winked at him yeah, it, yeah, it was I thought it was that she married him too. I thought yeah. it was a wink wink situation. Uh -uh. She got she married him too. That's why she became oh, in charge. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Here I am getting schooled on something now. Right. <laughs> well, I could be wrong. Now that happens yeah. daily. And and now she wants to, to marry the car car and like she's yeah. yep. It's all for him. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all for the car car. Is it really all for the car car? Or is it really all for? No, and I, I like her, like I, her ambition. <laughs> yeah. It's you like seeing the influence of the car con to make her greater. Yeah. It well, has nothing to do oh, with any yeah. greater good. It all comes back to her. Yeah, that's I've a been great. Doing this since I could remember, like that. Literally, those are things that she could. Re yeah. Since she realized she had weapons that no man could fight against, she's been doing this. I I, I do like what you said there, Chris. Her ambition, like. And that is one of the fun things about Savannah as a character, I think, is just watching her ambitions like right. continually grow. Like they start off like, yeah, they start off like relatively reasonable. And then it's just like, all right, let's keep going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the so. trouble like with the people that you'd want to see in leadership, the the humble and kind and generous. Like they when don't they get have that, that ambition. Mm -hmm. They don't have that ambition, and then you find somebody that you absolutely don't want there, and they're loaded with ambition. And gosh, I, I won't get into comparisons about our political system, for but my goodness, that's a that's a struggle in humanity. Like mm -hmm. we all struggle with that. That's mm -hmm. how, how many yeah. benevolent dictators do you have in charge of you? I've got dictators, but ain't one of them benevolent. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty they rare get, in they, history. No, yeah. That's they give you crumbs when they think it'll benefit them and it's just enough to appease you, but no. Right. Yeah. So um 
as the fighting goes on, it's going really well. Uh, the spears are advancing really well towards the wagons. Everything's going great. And then she sees something out of the corner of her eye, like a little splash of light. Skadoosh. Skadoosh. That little skadooshy skadoosh. It's like, uh, it must have saw something. And she looks there, it's gone. She's another one. By the time she looks there, it's gone. Um, and the next thing she knows, everyone runs into a wall of air. And she gets pissed at this point. She's like, I told you to block the ice and eye. They're like, uh, this isn't women that are. Doing this. <laughs> it wasn't even odd. It was like complete total panic. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my god. Ooh, we, we like, the, like she looked at the wise ones, like ghost white face. Like this is not good. This is not women. Like, yeah. Like, gotta go. And, and gotta like the first go. thought is like, is Rand this powerful? Like, it, did Rand break free? He's she got excited, even moist. Like, yeah. she was just like, oh my god. Like, really? Like this. I, I just can't even imagine. Oh, he will be mine. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. That was her thought. <laughs> oh, yes. Insane. Absolutely insane. But, hey, you know, you have to give it to her for her tenacity. I've got to go back a little bit. If not for Chris's sake, then for my own. Uh, we did jump over the, all right, we're about to go to a battle. We're going to win this. And for the most part, it was going really well. But we see where the wolves come plowing through and ripping out oh, throats yeah. right next to her. And she's, she's like, <laughs> and she's like, I said, I can do that. Call wolves. Like, yes, that was yeah, that's crazy that I said, I can call wolves. <laughs> All of my people are getting their throats eaten out. That's crazy. We need to learn how to do that one. <laughs> yeah. She pulls out a notepad and goes, all right, I also no, need to woo an I said, for that wolf shit. <laughs> Note to self. Learn to, to control wolves. She's like covered in post-its by the end of this battle, yeah. like as reminders. <laughs> Step seven, wolves. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the Ashram and Kill moment comes, and uh, everyone starts to run because there's bodies everywhere. And everyone's dying. They're all retreating at this point. It's a being starts, yeah, she starts trying to like like back like actually starts slicing she's through people. the crap out of people she's yeah, like yeah. She's, she literally speared somebody she's killed people she ignored that the, she ignored the fact that the spear came back bloodier than what it was when she sent it mm-hmm. yep like yep. she doesn't care her goal is in front of her and i mean that is the ioa is it not now she should never have picked up a spear because she's not uh, uh, you know, a spear maiden, and she's you know not. A she's warrior, not a nobody. But... She's not officially anybody. Yeah, that's true. She's an imposter. That's mm-hmm. what I keep going back to. Yeah. You know what's really twisted, and you live long enough. I, I'm sure there's crazy guys like this too. But since I grew up a guy, my perspective is, you live long enough, you'll run into this crazy type of girl also. And Alan and I, when I finish this, we'll probably be thinking about the same girl. But anyways. <laughs> Um, go back to Rand and Rand turns to Taim and it's like, this woman showed up thinking she could take me. Da, da, da. I'm about, let's teach her a lesson. And then Ashaman kill. They fuck shit up. Now we're looking at her perspective. She's like, what's that down there? Oh, shit's getting fucked up. She's mm-hmm. sitting there stabbing her own people to try and stay in the fight. Everything's falling apart. And do you think she's going, oh no, Rand taught me a lesson. No, she's going, Oh my oh. god! Oh my god! I really like him. I would so bone him. Oh my god! He just destroyed everyone. I'm fucking everything I try to do, and I just I need to get in his pants. Yes, that she's. Like, I, I will have him now, especially now. I'll have him. Like if you didn't want him before, I definitely want him now. 
I think mm-hmm. so. Rand has no way of knowing this, but her reaction is probably the opposite of what he was the message he was trying to deliver to her. He was like, Look, crazy women, we got power, we got all these people, we gonna fuck you up, run away. And instead of running away, she's like, He crazy, he dis crazy, he killed like that. I want this. <laughs> and they always have the really big eyes, like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> yep. And eventually she realizes that um, she can't stay. Otherwise, it's just going to die, too. So she turns and runs. Yeah. And that's how we end mm-hmm. her point of view. I Is picture her, her skipping away, off, away, like, away, already with away. the next plan. Run she's, away! Not, she's also so confident in her manipulative though. powers. The, a couple of the wise women were like, we're not something stone dogs. And mm-hmm. they, yeah. they pretty much, A, they ran like cowards. Yeah. So they now have... We're not no. going to say to fight a losing fight. We're, we're, yeah. we're not stone dogs. Stone dogs are like honey badgers. Still, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They all got <laughs> toe. But now they got major toe. So it's like, will they come inside with Rand and be Guy Shine? Or will they, like, will we see this army again in this, you know, in this book or so at all? In, like, in this situation, what, what had happened was, is she's looking down and sees this, 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 this wall go up and all the wise ones get really big eyed and she goes what's down there and like all the wise ones goes it's the monsters like what the rabbit and it's like no it is the rabbit it is the rabbit <laughs> behind the rabbit yeah no no it is the rabbit and then yeah um yeah head start falling off and it's yeah it's just bad <laughs> that's a good point i didn't think about that but i'm a little curious you know obviously those ones the ones that were caught in battle that had to surrender or were you know captured they would become guy shine, mm-hmm. but what's happening the to these ones that run away? Honor, yeah. They lost Do they go back honor. and regroup? Are they going to continue <clears> on this th- thought process of, hey, the world's been rewritten now with the car con, so things are different, so we don't have to do the guy shine shit. We could just retreat, regroup, and do something else. Oh, so I don't understand Gito. Well, they may not feel like that. I get it though. They may not feel like they have toe because they. I understand toe. Look at <laughs> It depends on if they determine they have toe or not. Oh, Look, I can I can wiggle my I can wiggle my pinky toe. Honorable, then they should say that they have big toe, not just little toe, big toe. Big toe, little toe. Welcome to the Will Reed's Wiki Feet. Oh yeah, if we get money for my toe shot. I will not say names, but there was a situation where um, a friend of mine sent a picture and was like, "Hey." Oh we heard it hey how much do you think it would cost to send a picture of a big toe it's like wait what all the questions what do you mean like wait that's the only that's how the message starts that's it that's how the message starts it's like yeah somebody they called they called asked and hung up okay thanks bye yeah <laughs> Like How your ass the other day. For a picture of a big I'm, in, I'm in the middle of work, like in between meetings. Ian calls me and goes, Hey man. I was like, Hey, what's up? He's like, he's like, what was the joke? I can't even remember about a gummy bear or something like that. Hey, hey did you hear did you hear about the gummy bear that was uh missing a leg? And I was like, What? No, what? And I was like, Yeah, he lost it in nom. Nom 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 nom. And then I and then I just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of messed up <laughs> i thought like i disconnected or something and then i was like, like no that's all i had to say bye like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the question of the, of the day 
How much yeah. do I charge for a picture of a big toe? How much? Uh, or, or or would you send a picture of a big toe? Yeah. Tell you what, if any of y'all are willing me willing to pay me for feet pictures, just hit me in my DMs. Oh I yeah, will, please. I will send you every angle. Big big toes. I'll put my feet next to a bowl of ice cream, like in the Christmas tree, like whatever. You tell me where you want my feet. Yeah. For money, I am not. I mean, I'm physically he's, attached he's, to them, but they're they're they're, ta- they're tatted too, so you get the nice little uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. You could get a picture of a foot and a cock all at once, and it won't even be pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cock on a there's foot. A, there's a cock on my foot. Huh. <laughs> all right, and new, new, now new we switch back. To new patron tier. Yeah. So Vance is sitting there going, I shouldn't have come on tonight. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I'm having I'm a good time. All these decisions of my the, life. All right. Look, the best part about coming on this particular podcast is listening, getting to listen to y'all. That's my favorite part. <laughs> the, the, the ridiculous tangents. Yeah. We only do it occasionally. I may not have anything to add to all the ridiculous tangents, uh, but yeah. I do enjoy them. Oh, it's all good. Fun. That's so good. All right, where are we at, Alan? Let's. Uh, we're switching back? back to the White Tower to 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 Alvierin, um, who oh, yeah. uh, the the keeper, who's now meeting with Masana. The Asas Masana. Yeah. Masana. The Forsaken has returned. So it's yeah, she's when they pop up because it's it like is. you know all and you know none, and you poor children, you think you're controlling things and running the show when we're really manipulating the heck out of all of you and we're planting yeah. these seeds and 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 it's like so did you see the, no the, the keeper being black Aja? Did you see that coming? And the fact that she's actually plotting to kill Elida, like she actually has a thought too. Like well, we knew that already, didn't we? All right, is it bad though? Is it bad though that we're cheering for her to kill Elida? <laughs> That's the worst question. We are all dark friends because I'm like, yeah, we yeah. Elida can go. At this point, the the actual White Tower portion of the Aes Sedai, if they implode on themselves, eh, yeah, eh. I mean, they're getting rid of. Like I drew the line when they were getting rid of the warder's yard there, the practice grounds. And and also kind of the collusion with uh let's just off Gawain and all the younglings. I mean, mm. come yeah. on. Oh, I'm gonna go back real quick because I'm looking at the chat. I realize that retreating is not against Giato, but not listening to direct command should be against Giato. Yeah. That is where I have issue. They're cheating at the call of your d- the command. Now that's honorable because there was recognition that you were definitely not in a position to do anything. But when you're running without being told and you're told to go back, now that's that's um, AWOL. Uh, kind of. Well, it's uh, called a, it, in this it, instance, it was, I would call it a route, which is uh, they're so soundly defeated that everyone's command structure is broken and they're just going to get away. Save yourselves. Yep. Save yourself at that point. Yeah. So. But command gave you order to go back. So do you? Still- uh, there is no command at that point, man. Gotcha. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotcha. it's kind of it's kind of chaos. Everything's broken yeah. apart. Gotcha. Yeah, you're, you're so mm-hmm. soundly defeated. There is no command structure. You know, 
I guess when and, I mean, popping. Even, like, it's the really, Saving Private Ryan scene where like Tom Hanks runs yeah. up, and he's like, "Who's in charge here? You're in charge, sir. What? You're in charge." <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> but oh, I mean, the, the IEL also like they their command structures are inherently different from like what we would consider like what you see in like Tyr or Kyrian, right? Mm-hmm. They have far more of that uh, tribal shield mm-hmm. shield base shield spear base structure where they yeah. have like a, a shield wall. They push forward with it, but even then, it's based off like Zulu shield wall, yeah, yep. instead of a European style shield wall. So it's yeah, a bit yeah. different, and I imagine that just with how many people were getting completely obliterated, I mean, if my shield wall is not holding and I'm far enough away back to get away, and I see there's nothing that can be done to keep that shield wall in place, yeah. I'm out of there. Yeah, once it's folded, the attack yeah. is over. There's there's nothing yeah. left in the attack. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You can't regroup. You can't do anything. Like there's right. just too the many. The minute nature holes. started hitting me, the minute lightning and fireballs mm-hmm. came, I'd have been out of there. So and remember the front row that started running away, they saw the meat grinder head explosions. That's, mm-hmm. that's, right. That's true. So they were gonna run away no matter what anybody said at that point. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I don't know that you stand there and go, I'm next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I mean back to LVR. Like, uh, well, just real fast to go back to another a historical analogy. So like in war one, which was horrible uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of things, very similar type situation, like where they would order charges. And as soon as you would climb over the trenches onto the no man's land, machine guns would just open fire and start mowing down lines. And literally they had to institute what's called Roman law, um, where um, the commanders were giving guns to shoot any per- people that try to come back into the trenches to force yeah. the soldiers up to charge and you if you go back you're dead too so yeah. like and that's the kind of mentality that savannah was implementing yeah. years yeah. right um, she was the only yeah. one implementing it yeah in her but, own little right. misguided fantasy in her head right oh he will be mine <laughs> oh, yes. so back yeah back to the white tower um so yeah uh masana just wants to know about the fertility about you know, uh, uh, everything. So how does she already know what's going on? Who who do we think she is? Go ahead. Tell us, man. Who do you think she is? She or he? Masana? Masana. Yeah, I mean, we, we know Masana is, is you know, well, hanging out in the tower. She's well, wait. For a second. Right. But this, didn't she give like a list of people she's not at the end of this? So we weren't we able to process a, of elimination it? Like, cause she talks shit about the other Forsaken. Or am I misremembering? So she, she's, she, I mean, she's one of the thirteen. Like she's not right. one of the ones. Like, she is one of the thirteen. I'm saying, who is she in the black in the White Tower? Oh, who is she impersonating? Like, yeah, who is she? Well, um, maybe not impersonating, but who is? Is that impersonation? If you just uh, uh, guess, yeah, yourself she, somewhere. She, yeah, Vance. Who do you what's think what's she her is? role? Yeah, what's I, her role? Who is? She? I will. I'm not gonna answer that. Rafa, <laughs> her her role, her role is to How be she know in everything? the White Tower, and and control events from within there. She's the cook. But, uh, How does she know everything that's already going on before her her little minion there comes out and lets her know? Is you know. How do we, how does she know all these things? Maybe she can control bugs or something. Maybe they're telling her what's going on. She's got good listening oh, weaves. Getting in getting into to weird theories about how she gets info here. Why not? I, I mean like it. <clears throat> or she, you know, you could tell me who she is and we could figure this out. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's <laughs> totally not because I don't remember who she is. That's not it at yeah. all. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, he says as he Googles frantically over here to try to remember. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, yeah, gets a report. She also, um, Alviarin Alvi asks about how dangerous the Black Tower actually is. And Masana's just kind of annoyed by that line of questioning, doesn't even answer. Um, yeah. I like her braveness to question not like she's questioning not just the Amarlin, but now she's questioning a chosen one. Like her mind is is spinning and she's definitely trying to like position herself to where she has a higher level of importance. And I want to know how much more her we're going to get and how important she's going to become. The keeper. Yeah. I mean, she's in a position to be important. She is. I want to know how important and to whom. Well, she's, like, do we have new chosen pop up? Featured, Does old chosen go away? She was featured mm. in one point of view, and then she has her own point of view. Yeah. So I think it's per, it's a pretty safe assumption that she's going to be here for a hot minute. I think she's going to become a new and chosen. And I'm already cheering for her to take out Elida. There you go. So, oh, Allie really? from the wheel takes figured out who it was almost immediately. So. Guys, get on your game. Which game Samurag. Samurag. I mean, Masada is already a Forsaken. She's not going to yeah, be like another, another Forsaken. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is she's oh, not going to pretend to be another Forsaken. Who is she? Like, is she a. Masada is the name of a Forsaken. Yes. Oh, man. We're, we're, yes. we're, we're reached this level now. Uh, so I'm yeah. not smart. I, if y'all ever thought that, I apologize. Alan was supposed to tell you. Yeah. Chat. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, now, no, no, it's I, okay. now, I'm picking, now I'm picking up what you're putting down. So I'm saying, like, the, is she a serving girl? Is she the, thank, the woman that trains all the people? Like, is she who is she? Now, maybe Masana is Rand. Thank you for recognizing <laughs> how my brain was not working and help, helping to continue to make that funny. Thank you. That's... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So after all this, uh, 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 uh Alvaron Alvar, Alvar, uh, decides not to send any Black Sisters to the Black Tower. And before they leave, Masana says, let me teach you this trick. Check this out. Oh, look at that. It's gateway. 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 But by the way, you can only use it when I authorize it. And if you teach anybody, I will just make you okay. not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I will so extinguish you. So Keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's how we end this point of view. Before mm-hmm. we switch to one of my favorite point of views from this chapter, Cajun Nile. Mm-hmm. Uh, this rough. point of view hurt my feelings. <laughs> did it? It, it, it does. Did. It's tough. Yeah. I'm not Nile, to you. Like, I hate white cloaks, but Pedro He Nile, grew on me. Yeah. yeah. If you had to find one to like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's between yeah. him or Galad. Yeah. And well, Galad doesn't count. Galad's only a white cloak out of necessity. I feel like he's going to count, though. Just it, I mean, he he is not only a white cloak out of necessity. He's right. he's a white cloak because he it's believes he in right. what the white cloaks put down on paper, not what they do, what they have on paper. I guarantee you, by the end of this book, he's not going to be a white cloak anymore. Okay, gotcha. And on that note, Ian just flat out walks away. I must be completely yeah. wrong. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I feel like so, the minute he finds out stepmom is still alive and she's been held, because you know we know this is going to happen at this point. 
Yeah. He's going to flip the script. Yeah. So it starts with Nyla and Emma Gaze. They're playing stones. Um, and more gays wins because at this point she's winning sometimes because she figures that she doesn't need to lose all the time and it's actually better if she wins sometimes um well and now was like you know it was pretty smart of her to think that i didn't already know that she was losing to me on purpose mm-hmm. but i'm glad she figured out that i need her to actually play me because i'm bored yeah too many other you know all the important things i have going on with you know the multiple wars around me and mm-hmm. you know having to hunt down the tarvala which is on top of the the witches in Salidar, which I don't think he knows the name Salidar, but mm-hmm. you know, on top of this new dragon, I have all the time in the world to play stones with this woman. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, he's also trying to figure out a way that if he puts more gaze on the throne, what's keeps her from keeping her oath? And that's, I mean, that's yes. one of the big things he's trying to. I, I think he's he's really trying to build up a real friendship with Morghese. I mean, that that's part of his taking time with with her. It's not just. To play stones when all the stuff's going around and, and, and neglects his duties. I think it's, it, it, there's a calculated. Yeah, that and the fact that he's waiting on a secret, you know, little letter to come his way at some point to give him the right. edge. Right. Exactly. But, but yeah, um, Merguez asks, you know, if she can see Glad and uh, you know, Niall says no. <laughs> <laughs> he's too important not where yeah. he is he's too good it, at what he does strains on his oats him, you know um and he's a very good officer we need galad where he is <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> but yep and, and he, he actually admits that he admires more gays but mm-hmm. you know admits also regrets that she's been tainted by um tarvalin that she's you know regrets yeah. the fact that she's who she is them tarvalon witches Oh, she she went and trained under the witches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, as I'm going through this the first time, I'm like gaining a, even more of appreciation for more gays. We talked about her before. Mm-hmm. She's no dummy. I think she's making, doing the best she can the situation she's in, right? Mm-hmm. And she's earning some confidence here with who we thought before the end of this chapter is like the cock of the walk like we we praise this guy as just being a masterful mind in in previous books and everything or might have been earlier in this book uh but knowing what i know now of how this chapter ends like as we're going through it again i just feel so sad of what seems like such wasted masterful effort by Margaze. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we're getting all this progress and it might be minute, but against the White Cloaks and against Pedro Nile, like her progress is significant, and it's it's all about to be for nothing. Yep. And, and she's, then, not gaining, she's not gaining favor with anybody else. Right. Right? It's only been with him. Yeah. So, wah, wah, wah. And wah, then wah. enters Abdel Umarna. So... Which really interesting. Love this aspect of it. So, um, mm-hmm. quick, quick spoilers. If you guys have not read this awesome book, mm-hmm. of the Wheel of Time, there's a glossary section in there that kind of goes through where Robert Jordan created all these names. And I love his entry. Um, because um, Abdul's Arabic for servant and Amirna is derived from Amirta, which is the mafia code for silence. Since he was the spy master, that's kind of where Robert Jordan. The, the silent servant? 
or serve right, serve right, well, it in silence. Basically, the assassin, like um, it was code mafia code for someone that that does. Oh, gotcha. That works in secret. Oh huh, well, Ooh. pretty cool. <sighs> yeah. So anyway. And he definitely does work in secret in some kind of way. So he comes in with news about well, he, terror. He bombs. works in a lot of secrets. They're just not uh-huh. all right. Yeah. So he walks. I'm saying yeah. he walks in. He's got a big secret in his hands. He's trembling. And he's yep. like, we've got word. And he just speaks to you alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, Morgays, get, get, get stepping. And she's we'll, like, we'll mm-hmm. do dinner later. Yeah. We'll, we'll do dinner. Yeah, and he, he goes like behind. He's standing behind Nail as he hands him this as he's reading through like over his shoulder, and you know, and Nail doesn't even I guess realizes as the knife slides in through his ribs. Well, I mean, there's conversation first, so we got to be yeah, real. So okay. it's like, yeah. this is happening and that is happening. You got to watch out for the the witches and the witches here and the witches sure. there. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing his job as a white cloak. And he's being ignored. If you're doing your job and being completely ignored and you think you're not only that, but you're a zealot, like you're one of the highest stations and your job Mm -hmm. is to root out evil. And then you think the person in charge of you is not doing the most he could do. And then he's almost holding back. Yeah. He's protecting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? Like you got to make a decision Mm -hmm. and most zealots are going to make the, the quickest, hardest decision, and that's going to be all right. We need to replace this man, and I'm the best one to make sure this happens. Yeah, this would be like if you know Messina continues around hit with his crazy dragon prophet quest and mm-hmm. goes so off on a tangent that finally he runs into Rand again and is like, Oh, Rand, you're not dragon enough, and then tries oh, to no, you Rand. know that's gonna happen. Yeah, like no, the book I, is written that way. I suspected that happen. early on. But see, he's yeah. gonna get so wild in his like, you know, dragon Zealous quest yeah. that when he meets Rand, he's like, "No, you ain't it," because <laughs> mm-hmm. they've yeah. they they've got this idea of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And Rand's so I, I just well, I just pictured I picture this scene as Amerna standing behind Pedro Nile and he's reading through all this and giving the report, and then he whispers in Pedro Nile's ear, "Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She- <laughs> Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the drop of humor. I, I will say mm-hmm. stuff like this in movies and in books is always very uncomfortable to me. Uh, I've never been stabbed, really. Only kind of stabbed. Um, but You've only been kind of stabbed. Right. Well, I was about to say never, but technically I have been. But that doesn't count for the purpose of the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a late night. Again, we grew up in Newport News, right? Um, <laughs> I'm oddly comfortable with a lot of forms of killing, depending on the reason and justification. We don't need to go down that tangent. I know maybe that makes me a horrible person. I am horribly uncomfortable with stabbing. And I'm not talking about with a sword. That's almost bearable but the up close and personal dagger type stabbing you have to want to do it it's the sound mm-hmm. it's the the feel that like i inevitably also feel just reading about it or seeing it on the big screen or something it's just the it's something the regards it's something i could never do and it's probably the one way i would never want to go down like i could think of a million deaths i'd want to have but getting stabbed up close and personal the worst yeah 
mm-hmm. freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might it might have been because like in one of my experimenting days when I got paranoid off of something, one of my friends decided to chase me around the house with a fake knife. But of course, I thought it was a real knife. I, I thought remember I was gonna that. Die. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. To be fair, it was Alan not me. It was not Alan me. Wasn't chasing me. Alan was just in the corner laughing, which she probably would have been doing anyway. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to get stabbed by a clown. He was screaming like a girl running around the room. <laughs> screaming bloody murder. Yeah. The only way they got me to calm down was to get me to stare into a mirror, which freaked me out more. That was terrifying. I froze because I didn't want to see me looking at me because I thought I might do something to myself. So I just, yeah. anyways, that's how we saw that. Mm-hmm. But stab, stabbing, this moment was uncomfortable for me. And these type of up close to personal stabbings, I don't. I don't deal with that well. It completely caught me off guard, which I mean, it clearly caught the captain off guard too. I did not (laughs) expect this dude to have the balls to go through with it. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't feel like he had the reason to go through with it. I mean, wasn't he a little teary eyed as he did it? Like he hated that. he. he It's like, I have to do it, but I hate that I have to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a man who gave him purpose. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to have known that he was messing with him a little bit, but still, he gave him position, he gave him purpose, <clears throat> you know, he gave him a network, he he helped him fulfill his life ambition, but the captain didn't realize exactly how far that ambition went. Yeah, And that was his mistake. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize that he had a true zealot with him. He thought he had a guy that wanted position and power, and that he could manipulate, and he would be okay with it. Yeah. So he learned a hard lesson at the last mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. A, a knife hard lesson. Yeah. Ugh. And then the people around him to to then have the doors burst through by what his mm-hmm. second in command. Even without him. Yeah. And then he just like kills Traitor High Master right away. Mm-hmm. Like I knew as soon as that happened, cover I was up. like, oh yeah, this is a cover up. Like cover this is up. fishy. Right off mm-hmm. the back. I'm like, now a true White Cloak would not have to do that to somebody like this. He could have just held him up at Swords End and said, all right, you'll pay for this. Right, we're, we're going to have a trial. A trial. Yeah. We're going to figure out why you did it. You know, all the things. Who else are you working with? Like, let's get mm-hmm. to exactly. No witnesses. When you kill him that quick, <laughs> cover up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. And walked our spy master like, hey, how you, hey. It must make you Lord Captain Commander now, huh? Mm. Don't you feel special? Mm. And then when I heard yeah. when I listened to that, I was like, "Oh, here we go." He had something to do with it. Aswana uh, comes in. Uh, the, the 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 was it the High Inquisitor? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Immediately starts. I hate that from the beginning. The, I disliked yeah. that guy. I knew he was going to be problems. I knew yeah. he was going to do something shady. Yeah. I kind of thought he would be the one to end the Cap- Lord Captain Commander's life. I thought it was going to be another inquisitor that would do the stabby stabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. not even that. I don't think he'd be brave enough to stabby stabby. I kind of thought it'd be poison or something in a cup. Yeah. Yeah. And their back and forth is a little bit shady as well. I mean, where it's like, well, I can tell him, I can tell him what I saw. You can say this, you know, I know you're trying to angle to be Lord Captain Commander. So let's try to figure this out. I mean, it's all slimy. Everything's kind of, let's, let's work it out right here, right now. And if we come out with the Over same the dead story, body. We're all good. Over if we go out with two dead different bodies. stories, 
Yeah. Someone's gonna win, someone's gonna die, probably. Like let's And don't forget it. like the the last benevolent moment of the great captain commander as he was trying to grasp the piece of paper to make sure that somebody would be able to see the important note that was just handed to him. I so want to know what was on that note. Hmm. Like there something super important that was gonna change the course of his entire plan. Make him drop more gaze like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Mm. And we don't know. I we guess know. hopefully we get to read and find out. Maybe yeah. It's not a. In three books. Yeah, right. Yes. More gaze did win the stunts game. <laughs> 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 but I don't think she's 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 won that game. That battle. I don't think she's won this war. I don't think that was the last battle. <laughs> yes. Not yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's in this moment with all the chaos, Morgay should have tried to escape. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she'll have the opportunity. I think these mm. people moving in are going to move in on her quickly to try and prove an example. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you think Morgay is in trouble now? That oh, oh yeah, yeah. Else, yeah. So, all right. As much as we've had disdain and dislike for the white cloaks, when we had that Pedro Nile chapter before, and then as we've experienced them now. Like, well, I haven't warmed up to the White Cloaks. I warmed up to Pedron Nile. Mm-hmm. And because of the position he was in, I had hope that maybe there would be, like, further strategic alliances where maybe they could come into the fold, or at least some of them. Kind of like how the Aiel did. We got some of them that would follow their leader, and then some would break away. You'd have to fight them later, maybe. But now with this lo- new leadership taking over and kind of their viewpoints on things, I think the white cloaks are more an enemy of Rand and I say the white tower, but even like the Egwene portion of mm-hmm. uh, the Aes Sedai and everything like all them witches, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't see, I don't see the bridge. I don't see hope for any sort of like, they're just an enemy now, you know, it, unless maybe, maybe there's some hope with Galad and maybe he, rises up enough and gets enough followers that you know he has a breakaway of some white cloaks that are able to join but i don't know losing pedro nile i've that's yeah. rough yeah yep um and we end this point of view with uh valda asking uh balwar to convene the council of anointed um and then he thinks about getting rid of him as soon as possible because he's pointless and doesn't need him around hmm. yeah yeah Again, I mean, that's what Elida did. That's the other thing. Hold on. That's the other thing we found out. Let's go all the way back to Elida. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there some comments about how she's had people offed? Am I making that up? Alviarin Al- has, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Elida did. <clears throat> now, there's a comment Alviarin has had people offed, but I don't okay, know. Maybe, maybe that's has. what I'm mixing up because then yeah. I started to have questions about, like, you know, mm-hmm. is she definitely Black Aja or. Anyways, yeah. okay. We maybe need to go back and, and review that. I thought there were there were talks about how Elida had people offed as well. I mean, she but did have the make, whole moment make, where... It'd make more sense if it was her number two, who we know is Black Aja. Yeah. I mean, she mm. had the whole moment where I am the armor seat. You know, I have full control. Mm. Like, I, I am the state. Was, it, was it Louis the Fourteenth? I am the state. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then we switch to the last point of view, which is Gawain. Good old Gawain. Um, <sighs> Gawain. 
he's watching the end of doom as well. Um, you know, he started with uh, originally over 500 soldiers. He has about 200 left. Um, younglings. Younglings. Mm-hmm. Younglings. Yeah. But younglings. Young, younglings tried by fire. Remember, if mm-hmm. they've survived to this point after already battling Aiel, they're younglings, yeah. but they're not they're not pushovers. No. They know a thing yeah. or two because they've seen a thing or two. Correct. Yep. Um, and, and he suspects that the plan was to wipe out his younglings. Um and, and also is regretting not killing Rand when he had the chance, but intends to keep his promise. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I love the way he did it because that's exactly how I would have thought about it. She was like, yeah, I I did not try to get rid of him, but I didn't try to get rid of him. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try, try to, to save him. Either. Nope, not, not going to help him. And I may or may not have pointed people in his direction. And, you know, men made her choice. And if I see him again, I'm probably going to turn a blind eye if he's in trouble and yeah and 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 like the, anything mm-hmm. i can do for him to die except for literally kill him myself yeah. and had i known that my sister had a thing for him before i made that commitment i probably would have said no yeah yeah mm. Yep. Mm. and then after riding off um um to make camp um he uh they get attacked I mean, they well, see first, a, uh, well, first they were scoping first, out another uh, yeah, guy to die that they thought mm-hmm. he needed to save. Right. Yeah. Right. And before yeah. they well, could really come up I, with a That's plan. the part that bothers me. You know that they tried to kill you, but yet you're still going to put your life out there in the life of your man. I don't think he suspects them. I think he suspects the IEL. No, he did. He said right. it okay. was. I guess, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. he, he named all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he does. He does suspect I'd be the whole crew. I'd have been just mm-hmm. okay. Y'all deal with your own stuff. I'm gonna take the little band here, and we're gonna go do our own thing. Yeah, but Gawain's the type who has to justify his actions through the following of some higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's go back to when shit was falling apart at the tower, and which side he fell on, and who he fought for. You know, he felt obligated to fight for the tower. He saw as the tower, and the new Armorland. Um, Very true. I don't. Well, he so, actually, his motivation was actually he fought against him because he was mad at Swan for sending Elaine off on a secret mm-hmm. mission that that well, he got manipulated. True. He was manipulated into fighting for the tower, right? True. Like, and then yeah. so this is this is actually where like my criticisms of Gawain comes in is like if his whole thing is to be loyal to his sister and his mother, he should just freaking go home. Go. But yeah. he decided to stay, and he decided like even after like he's still deciding to stay. Like part of that is he's he's like got loyalty to his other young wings at this point, <laughs> right? And he doesn't want to <laughs> abandon them. But I mean, that's like my biggest criticism of him as a character is like he makes these terrible decisions. Like you're saying, he he has some loyal like loyalty to a higher purpose. And that's I don't think that's true at all. Like you could see that like his his one higher purpose was being his sister's like prince of the sword. Yes. Well, and he he defends the honor of that like by re- depose helping depose Swan. I guess then he point, does my nothing else. More, right. My my point is more he's the type of personality and character that well he can do a lot and do great things. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's no chump. Right, um, he has to feel like he's serving a higher purpose. Mm, he's not the okay. type like as of right now, and this might if if it's ever gonna happen, it's with shit that's happening now. 
mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like the person that's going to pull a mat and try and break out on his own, even though mm-hmm. Matt hasn't been able to because he gets sucked back into beer and all that shit. But he's not the type of character that's like, no, I have enough faith in myself and what I want, and these people follow me, and I'm just going to carve my own path. He's not that type of person. He doesn't have that in him. He needs to uh, be following something or someone. Now that something or someone might shift and maybe he's a bit fickle and maybe mm. there's debates about, you know, he, he chooses a new thing to follow when it serves his purpose at the time, or maybe it doesn't make sense, but he's got to follow. Mm. He doesn't seem like the type to carve his okay. own. I do think that is a, that's a fair assessment, yeah. which is really kind of a knock at his character. I don't say that right, with right. any form of respect. Okay. It's, gotcha. Yeah. He's like blindly following what, sure. whatever he can, just something to throw his throw his loyalty. Well, at. it also means you you to I be able to do that and operate like that. That means you're able to shift your principles to justify whatever it is you want to do at the time. You know, mm-hmm. follow someone else, follow a different path, follow some other purpose. You know, it's kind of shifting moral foundations, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah. He don't have it in him to just carve out a path on his own and say, fuck it, I'm going to go find my mom. Or fuck it, I'm going to go what he should do. I, You know, I'm going to go find Elaine, and I'm going to be by her side. I know she's alive now. Egwene told me that. I trust that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go find her whatever it takes. Sure. I'd respect yeah. that. Agreed. Yeah, that would be that would be the best outcome. Mm-hmm. And then they're attacked. Yeah. Shocker. This yeah. is bad. Yeah, well, I mean, they handle it, it pretty well. It, it could have turned out a whole. Ep- I'm sorry, slow your thunder. I think yeah, okay. I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah. it could have turned out a whole lot worse. I expected them to be slaughtered, but I mean, they talked about it. These people have been trained well enough. There's three to a group. They stay back to back. You know, they have their horses trained to help out too. Like, this is really good battle strategy coming from our our young mm-hmm. hero here, and you know how. How much do we, how how much have we been enamored with the Aiel? And we're all sitting here nodding, going, hey, it turned out okay, just because some of them survived an attack Some from the Aiel. What goal was accomplished? They lived. Some of them lived. Not all of them lived. Did they save what? the Aes Sedai no. they wanted to save? No. And we don't know from the perspective of the Aiel what the purpose of their attack was. So maybe the Aiel were completely successful in what it is they were trying to do. And we just don't know what that was. But we also know that this Aes Sedai is gone. So we accomplished nothing other than losing. Even if we lost one man, it's not a win. We survived. Some of us survived. I'm I'm not as excited about this. I mean, yes, he's got a bunch of younglings. And yes, they were able to kill some Aiel. So everything we know about the Aiel and how they fight, we're like, well, that's awesome. But to what end right now? It was mm-hmm. a loss. Their, their numbers are less. They the, the one mission they gave themselves in that split second to save that Aes Sedai, they failed it. They don't know where they're going next. In what way was that a win? They didn't die. Yeah, that's... I that's guess against Aiel, that's, you know, okay. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll, the win. I'll take it. I'm not going to like it, but I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. If I was if I was Godwin, I would not look at that and go, yeah, all right, dis- guys, we did it. High fives. I'm not disagreeing with you, but they also had the chance to then go check for that Aiel. And Aiel may have gotten away. We just don't know. Yeah. 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 I kind of I, I know y'all prepping to not like Godwin, but like I'm I'm con- 
I don't know if I'm concerned for him because of him or because he's leading a group of a bunch of younglings that, you know, they're young, impressionable, and my heart goes out to them. But they are in a really shitty spot. You mean they're people his age? Roughly, yeah. I mean, he's not that much older than him. Um, but, like, strategically, so this is over. and My mind's already thinking, okay, you regroup, you check on your people, you know, you tend to the wounded, and then what? Which direction do you go? Who do you try to contact? What do you do next? Yeah, we've kind of run our list at this point. Yeah, they're in a really shitty spot. But they, can't just, they can't just sit there and wander around and get picked off by more bands of Aiel. They they have to pick a path. He's I I kind of hope it is. Fuck it, let's just go find Elaine. But they've gotta they gotta like charge forward somewhere. Mm-hmm. But they have no friends nearby. No. They on their own. So Camelin? But that's Rand's control. Him. I don't know. Yeah. They could. His last meeting with Rand wasn't so horrible. Like if he went to Camelin, yeah, it's not like Rand, Rand wants Rand to be dead. Yeah, no, I don't think Rand. Rand's would, different, right? He wouldn't run into certain death going to Camelin. Rand would probably be like, well, "I'm not happy about it, but I guess you kind of yeah. belong here." Nah, help me find your sister. Like that's. Well, who I, I mean, oh. Rand spends absolutely zero amount of time thinking about Godwin, and Godwin right. spends <laughs> all his time <laughs> thinking <laughs> about Rand. Yeah, right. Yeah. So true. This going to Camelin would work. Going to Lane would work. I just I can't imagine yeah. where else he would go. Literally without. anything else. Anything else than what he's doing right now. Yeah. Which is right. Moping. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's how we end the prologue. We did so, it. We made it we through. Did it. We made it through. Congratulations, what? y'all. It's yeah. one of the one of the long <laughs> ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything we missed? I'm sure there's plenty we missed, but oh, there's always you can never hit it all, you can yeah. never get it all. Any questions actually, for them, Vince? Or that's not what she said. Oh, <laughs> uh, mostly, uh, I mean, uh, my biggest thing is like how they feel about the tower now because, uh, like, with this prologue, and obviously in the last book, you're starting to get a little bit more of a look at the inner workings of it. And how it's going, and then you can like maybe compare and contrast that with the Saladar stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of like, how do you feel about each of those kind of directions for the Ice to Die? I don't know, Chris. Do you have an answer ready? I got something. How do I feel about the Tower and the Ice to Die? And and ha- like the differences between the like Loyalist Tower Ice to Die, the Elida Ice to Die, and the Saladar Tower Ice to Die. Well, I mean, I guess the first thing is I, I don't really say that there's a a loyalist versus a non-loyalist because I'm sure there are plenty of people in the actual tower that are going to side with Rand once the time comes. I like I don't doubt or even that. a Gwen if that time comes or, before the Rand time. Exactly, I don't right. doubt that. I think it's just situational. Right now, they're I said I gonna I said I. They're mm-hmm. keeping the peace as best they can learning as much as they can learn, positioning themselves individually, and then as groups to be ready to flip the script the moment the time is necessary. That That's my take on that. So I don't really hold anything against the ones that, are, I mean, it was even admitted there are people in the tower that have not been there for 50 years. I might mm-hmm. be exaggerating the time frame, but like they don't know what's going on. They just they rush back to be in a place that they were told to be. And then we have those that really do know what's going on who are still loyal to Swan's initial cause. 
and well, the few that were in the know, the few mm-hmm. that were in the know, and the minute they get the opportunity to make the tower whole again, they're going to. Mm-hmm. So that's not directly answering your question because I feel like in the end, it's all going to work out. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, no, it does kind of answer it. Like that lets me know like how you're feeling, where you think it's going to go. Yeah. I don't have any negative. The only person I have negative thoughts for is Elida. I don't even really have negative thoughts towards her. She had these foretellings mm-hmm. and she thought she had positioned herself to be the one to reap the benefit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got this power, mm-hmm. why not take advantage of it? I mean, anybody yeah. mm-hmm. who sees opportunity is going to mm-hmm. take opportunity. See, that's yeah. a, I, I actually like that assessment right there. It's like, you're, you're like, well, crap. What would most people do in her situation? Yeah. Actually, you know, if one thing she like freaked out, it's like, Oh, Egwene Alvear is going to be, and then she tried to position herself. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, she's mm-hmm. a sleaze ball, but she's been working this angle for a while. Yeah. yeah she's longer. been working it probably longer than, um, her name just I just drew the blank. Darn it. The the other the Amerlin, the original Swan. Swan. She's been yeah. working this angle since before Swan and mm-hmm. Moraine got together. Yeah. Well, for mm-hmm. a long time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it, it, I in, cannot wait for y'all to get to New Spring, actually now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alan, when are you making them read that? Is that when Moraine comes back? Uh, I'm doing it in publication yeah. order, I think. So okay. it's not gonna be till after Winter's Heart. So yeah, so they've got one more book. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. This two more book books. is in Winter's Heart. Well, well this, this book, book pa- yeah, which Path of Daggers. Path of Daggers. Pa- oh, I always forget about Path of Daggers. Oh my yeah. god. Then oh, that, that's gonna clue it'll them be in. Three years. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be two and a half years. Yeah. 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 We'll get there. I might be we'll exaggerating my little yeah. too, but I I want a certain character to show up in these books so they're not mm. pre that's there's, certain, there's a certain big character that shows up later. Mm-hmm. I think in Path of Daggers. Um so Vance, can I take a stab at your question? I wanted, yeah. wanted Chris to go first. Yeah, so go I'm gonna start answering by asking a question. You you mentioned, you know, the the White Tower, the Loyalist, then you got the mm-hmm. the rebels, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them, the Saladar group. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we say the tower is broken. Mm-hmm. When when did the tower become broken? When did that happen? What would you say? Well, all right. So there's two ways to answer this question. The first way is the tower was initially broken during the end of the Age of Legends when the male Aes Sedai all went insane and were no longer allowed to be part of the tower thing. That's the first, like, kind of like long-winded too, thing. Too smart. If you if you uh, are talking about specifically how the Third Age Aes Sedai women only view themselves, it would be when Swan was deposed and the rebels went off. But. Right. I, I get what you're saying because you were talking about this earlier with the whole lack of balance aspect, which is, uh, I mean, you guys have picked up on that by now. That's a big theme running yeah. throughout the series. Is Jordan was big on this this theme of balance and that he thinks things are out of balance in this particular world he's created and that they need to bring the balance back. Yeah. And that, you know, the greatest accomplishments happen when people come together and, and work as a cohesive, uh, you know, as a cohesive unit, but uh, we're seeing that there's all of these different factions, especially in this, you're you're really getting into the meat of the series now where you're going to see a lot of factionalism happening. 
yeah. uh, and a lot more politics. Because I, I think up to this point, really, it's been a lot more like direct, like our main characters are doing lots of things directly. And yeah. they're, they're going to start hitting those walls as their power and influence grows. Uh, you know, you've seen Parent become a lord, for example. Uh, yeah. And He's you've seen that. Rand have control of two, three nations. Parent uh, plus, has, yet, yeah. has nowhere near reached his apex. Yeah, I agree. That okay. beard's going to get bigger. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Those <laughs> eyes are going to get brighter. Those <laughs> claws are going to get longer. Like He's going to yeah. be real wolf-like, and he's going to have a whole legion of wolf people. Oh, nice. I like yes, I like that. Parents are going to have wolf people. Yes. Nice. Put that one on the theory spreadsheet, Alan. Parents are going to have an army of wolf people. Okay. Well, I get, yeah. Vance, I guess that gives me hope that like I, I started making my point well enough mm-hmm. earlier because you yeah. literally answered exactly where I was going to go with this. Mm-hmm. I will say, in addition to that, my hope lies more Is it the in... daughter of the nine moons, Alan? No. <laughs> My, it's not not the daughter of the nine moon, but no, uh, everybody else knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> does she? Does the daughter of the nine moons like moon him nine times? Is that why he? Yeah, hey. exactly. I'm not sure she's right, light blind right, fool okay. is calling me out here a little. I bit. like nine, but it was the hall of service that was that was broken. But I mean, yeah, well, it's 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 an organization of Aes Sedai. That's since I'm, since, I guess what I'm saying, since I'm thinking about it on that bigger picture of the mm-hmm. balance portion. Um, the tower as it was, as we started reading these books had no chance of making it there. Mm-hmm. There was too many things like built into that institution and culture that would prevent them from ever getting there. Right. So what's left of the tower and Elida and yeah, we're kind of freaking out. There's black Aja and forsaken <laughs> there or whatever, but it needs to be destroyed mm. that whole mindset and everything. So my faith is more in, and my hope is in what Egwene's doing mm-hmm. and we we feel she has all this potential and I'm a huge Egwene fan right now mm-hmm. and the more people she could convince and she's already starting to convince Swan and she already has this relationship with Rand and maybe you find a way to get this crossover this balance between the male and female I know it's not going to be easy it's not going to mm-hmm. happen quickly but I feel like destroying what was mm-hmm. so that you can well, or what is now, because I guess what was you right. go way back, but destroying what is now because it's not functional mm-hmm. gives you a better opportunity to maybe find what you were supposed to be or maybe what once was. You got it. Yes. Yeah. I I like that assessment a lot and I like the way you're thinking about it. And that's, you know, you could see that that's another thing that Jordan kind of hammered on with, like shattering the the Aiel to start with. Right. Yeah. And like in the prophecies, he talks about like he'll break the world again to save the world. And all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, I like where your, where your headspace is for yeah. that, for sure. But before, um, before Google Maps and even before MapQuest, I remember, uh, taking a ride out to try and find this hike, um, near Crabtree Falls. This is the first time mm-hmm. I was out there and I got lost and I pulled over and went to the gas station and asked the dude how to get to this landmark. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, you can't get there from here. And I feel like that's what, the white tower that we were introduced mm. is like, they don't have a path to get to where we need to go to mm. fix things. I, th- I right. thought you were going to your roommate's directions on how to get there. Cause they were, Oh, that was the best. Yeah. His roommate wrote like, rather than just writing, like turn right here. Like he wrote like a, basically like poetry, like a story. Like he's like, I can't remember exactly with the word colorful landmarks that and pictures. Like, so it it's seemed like, impossible, but it worked perfectly. Like no road names, no directions left or right. Just like 
you'll see the big apple and then upon seeing the big apple you'll have to be there right slightly you know it's like head towards the field of cows but not the one with the spotted cows you want the black cows cows. and and the landmark like he literally had me turn at a pile of sticks and i was like what if that pile of sticks has been moved and when i came up on it it was a massive pile of sticks and apparently they've been piling sticks there for centuries (laughs) (laughs) biggest fucking pile of sticks and i was like it was a I'm, big pile of sticks. Yeah, uh, like, how sticks am I going to know which pile of sticks? When I saw it, I was like, that's the pile of sticks pile we're sticks. turning here. Yeah. So this reminds me This yeah. reminds me of a story my dad tells me. So my dad spent like 20 years living in New Jersey. It's pretty pretty heavily populated state. I'll pray for I think, his soul. Yeah, as, as every, yeah he's, he's, he's kind of happy to not be there anymore. Uh, but he moved from there to, to northeast Alabama, rural northeast oh, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. And, uh, he had, he was, he was, he nice just day. like married my mom and stuff. And I think, uh, this was right, but like not too long before I was born, but, uh, there was a barbecue place in town in, in Scottsboro, Alabama, which was okay. the, the big, the big city for the county. Yeah. And, uh, so he worked there and my mom called him and said, Hey, this barbecue restaurant's running a special, uh, you know, you get like three pounds for so many bucks or something like that. So swing by and pick some up uh after you get off work and he said all right well how do i get there and she said uh well you know you just go down and you turn you turn this way and that way and then you go past this this old landmark this like church and he's like well that doesn't tell you how to get there so we'll ask for your co-worker so he went to one of his co-workers he asked him hey do you know how to get to this barbecue restaurant my wife wants you to pick it up he said oh yeah i know how to go you just go down you go down main street here and then you turn left at the old shoe factory it's not a shoe factory anymore, but it used to be. Right. And you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll know it when you see it. He's like, but if it's not a shoe factory anymore, how do I know which one's the old shoe factory? He's like, you'll know it. Trust <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> that, that's said, how that, they give directions kind of, out yeah, there. Yeah. That is. That's yeah. how they give directions. Pretty much yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. in the South, actually. Yeah. Uh, I've says, never lived I in a place. Give directions. Yeah. I don't know the names of the streets. And, right. Yeah. And oddly enough, it works. If you pay attention, yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he'd only bid, he had only bid at that place for like, a, a little while so he didn't know it really well but so yeah, the real like, question is how do you get home shoe factory. <laughs> <laughs> well if you find the right girl it don't matter so yeah i yeah. reckon i reckon yeah now that that's what i used to do i, I do i like this like iris bear made fun of me for calling <laughs> scottsboro the big city when i think anyone who knows that town it knows it's not a big city at all it is very yeah. small Right, it's so the fair, big city for the county. I okay. gave you, I gave you a chuckle. There's yeah. there's a farmers market there, so you know yeah. that's where they yeah. all come together. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Favorite character, go. Patton Fane. I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like he's been pulling the strings behind all this from that's the background, one. but Tom Honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go with Taim, but from a different perspective. Ooh, yeah. Mm. We, we we saw his shit coming out towards the Shido and they ran away. And that mm. was great. All right. I still can't get over what he was able to do with those men in that short amount of time. It's majorly sus, yeah. but the for them to fight together so like well and organized and mm-hmm. it was impressive. It's suspect. Was it Gawain that we had here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I forgot I'm gonna have him. to give it to Gawain just because he made some really good calls and saved the life of the majority of his men. 
he held up to his side of his word to Egwene. Like, I know you don't care for him, Alan, but he did it. Like, I'm glad you picked that. Yep. I'm glad for that pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I think, think about that's the battle a solid he made pick. it out of. Wow! Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're talking about characters in the prologue, that's a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. patron Nile, not I mean, because oh, he died, yeah. just because he's the whole wholesome yeah. character in this entire. Well, and then it, in that, I like we <laughs> the didn't only talk white club about I cared it. about. We didn't talk about it, but as he was dying, it was like I've got to get that paper. Like mm-hmm. through and through, his Still mind was, "Oh my god, I can't believe that I'm dying. I can't believe that he did this." It was somebody must know what's on this paper it just sucks that he even like reached out had his finger pointing at the paper they picked the paper up and then what happened all the ink was washed away by wine really Mm -hmm. that happens in my life every day after 9 Mm -hmm. p.m that like really frustrated me because i thought okay here's a good thing that happened you know he may have died but he succeeded in making sure that somebody got this very vital piece of news that we don't know already. Or maybe we do know it and we don't realize that we know it. No, we don't know what know. we know. It's the FOMO, man. That's mm-hmm. what Jordan does best. He creates so, FOMO. Oh, that's true. had no Speaks, idea what was on that paper. Speaking of ruining things, I have this, this book that I, I take notes in, but my son found it. So he decides <laughs> to draw pictures now on every page. So now cool. I have uh, volcanoes so, and uh, giant... Next week, uh, we're talking about triangles, circles, and trees. I like it. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a tree there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That looked like Brussels sprouts, actually. Yeah. yeah. A, pa- a Pac-Man character? You know, so. Oh, yeah. One of the Pac-Man I'm not going to tell you what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I put googly eyes on mine, and that shit was hilarious. You should try it sometime. Next time on the Will Reads. <laughs> what about what about me and my favorite character? Oh, yeah, go for it, go for it. Alviarin, hands down. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. Uh, I think she's she's fun. She's totally you know terrible, but uh, I love just in Elida's point of view how she just twists. <laughs> Every with everything, oh, it's yeah. it's so much fun to watch her poke well, in a and the fact yeah. that she's having the fun was layered because not mm-hmm. only was she having her own fun, but she's having the dark the the chosen ones fun on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it was like layered fun, and even she yeah. doesn't understand everything that's going on. And I agree with you; she's my second favorite character mm-hmm. because she is bit by bit gaining an authority and knowledge mm-hmm. and i again i feel like over time she's going to ha- be a much greater character and isn't she in the the way she's doing it also slowly exposing exposing elida as kind of a fraud yeah she's she's poking not to at, everybody else but to elida herself and hmm. too but maybe that's the first step and then you start to reveal that or start to do it around other people or you start the rumor mill um anyways very clever yeah i guess i i like where i like where y'all are going with with the thought i'll neither confirm nor deny anything yeah but i like it so next time in the world reads we'll be doing two chapters chapter one and two which are high chastling chastling and the butcher's yard Mm. interesting 
Interesting. Yeah. Dana, I completely agree. I love competence in my bad guys. Yep. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Competent villain makes makes the story of stakes, right? Like, yeah, I don't like it when they're too good or too powerful. Yeah. It's like, right. oh, I appeared out of nowhere, totally changed this scenario because now I'm here. Right. Oh. Too new, new magic yeah. you've never heard of that just overpowers yeah. everybody. Like, yeah, that's right. Not exactly. Fun. Yeah. Did yeah. you say the butcher's yard? Yeah, the butcher's yard. That's Matt and Time. This gonna be a chapter all about him. Right after the great pop, the pimple pop. Okay, Chris. Okay. okay. Where's Logan going? Is he gonna team mm. up, or is he gonna be an adversary to Tyene to Ran? Mm. I think he's just gonna disappear for a few books. Okay. He better um, not get spotlight. Jordan would fact, do that. The just fact that we lost Perrin for like a book and a half, he needs to wander. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I feel like there's going to be some confrontational, you know, joining of strong male channelers. There's going to be, like, there's, there's be a coming to a head. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to go join Rand. And I think there is mm-hmm. going to be some some stress between him and Matt and Taim. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that. But at the same time, and I just hear he Butcher this- and I think of the meat grinder. And now I'm thinking about male channelers and maybe mm-hmm. some shit happens. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Vance, thank you for thank you for coming on again. Yeah, Um, I mean it's a blast. Love you, man. We we love you. Tell tell people about uh where people can find uh the Bard of the Red Hand and and listen to all your wonderful stuff. Yeah, so I'm over at YouTube at the Bard of the Red Hand. Uh I have various Wheel of Time videos. It's been a little slower this year. I've slowed down on my content just uh kind of taking a break because i know as soon as season two starts dropping we got to hit it hard and uh that was that was rough it it was a lot harder making those episodes right after watching them during season one and like trying to make content on that and Mm -hmm. within a week you know you're trying to get like at least one video maybe two or three out and uh, that was rough so i've been slowing it down here a little bit Uh, i think uh coming up next i'm gonna review the uh origins of the wheel of time by uh Ooh, Michael Livingston. That. Yeah, it's it was a fantastic read. I've not made it all the way through the glossary yet, but I'm through all the like actual like book like readable portion of it. Uh and that was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It had multiple yeah. moments that made me like cry. Uh because yeah, yeah especially in that that uh that magic prologue he writes there. The pro- yeah, like, like, magic's not real. That, magic's not I was that real. I was that freaking kid. Right, like that's. Yeah. I think I think that was everybody. His uh, his whole to term, some degree, you know. His his the the part where he talks about his time in Vietnam. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Orders of the Wheel of Time is a book by Michael Livingston. Uh, a quick plug for him. Um, go check it out. It's it's a book written about how Robert Jordan came up with the idea and like basically not a biography, but kind of like a biography, but like more. Mm-hmm where wheel of time came from how he got his ideas what is robert jordan's backstory like and just kind of an in-depth look at yeah. at all that and then the glossary section which is half the book mm-hmm. is is just going through each character place thing and talking about where in the real world are what other works did right. he pull from to come mm-hmm. up with names and places and oh concepts. that's awesome that's yeah cool. so you guys so it can't is, read that yet so it is a little spoilery because you get to some things that are that are later but um but but at least for like parts of it like just yeah like especially this time in vietnam and things he talks mm-hmm. about and, and you know i, I never served but I, I know ian can probably relate to that you know he talks about how 
a lot of people ask about his time serving, how you compartmentalize mm -hmm. and how most people don't talk about it. And he says, yes, it does bleed through Robert Jordan's interviews and notes that talked about mm -hmm. how it did influence a lot of his writing. Um, and some stories were taken from his time there, but um, yeah, there the war is a horrible thing. Um, is basically what it came down to. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a good summary. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, that's all I got. So how we can found the Will Reads? Um, go check us out on thewillreads.com. Find links to everything. Uh, join us on Patreon. Uh, we will be doing more uh, live reaction readings for our higher tier patrons. Um, I'm not sure which chapters. I have a, at least one chapter I definitely want to do from this book, but we'll probably do a few. Uh, but I just need to figure out which ones I want to do. Send your suggestions. Um, yeah, send suggestions on what chapters we should do for these books. Um, not the next two because they're not. We're not doing this. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, wah, but yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. Well, that I don't have time right now. Uh, wait yeah, till yeah, after yeah. Christmas. So like till we're middle of the book. Right. Next mm -hmm. um, Shit, it's not the middle of the book. After Christmas is like five chapters in. <laughs> don't give us hope. <laughs> you we've, dark, been doing, we've, been, we've been doing this long enough, Alan. You ain't get pulled the wool over our eyes. <laughs> yeah exactly all right oh, yeah that's like like i said like us on all the different social media check out our merch give write a review we've got a few of them we got another one recently that was really good it's a glowing review and we, i i do enjoy those i, I enjoy the, actually the weird ones too because those are funny mm -hmm. and good yeah even the negative even the negative ones oh i love i love <laughs> that one negative review that you negative you showed me yeah. It was like, oh, I've listened to this podcast for the Wheel of Tub stuff, but they just spent so much time talking about their personal. I was like, dude, that's like what this podcast is. Ha it's 50% of this podcast. Just keep yeah. it up with 90, 90%. Let's be real. But if you want to, the the actual personal life section, you could just fast forward through it you and get could. to real time content. But I can't guarantee we're not going to get into stories along the way. That part yeah. I can't I, I can't fix. No that. way. Everyone's Here everyone's experiences and how they relate to the series are the reasons that like I even follow podcasts like this, right? Like I want to know about the people reading the book, so then I understand their experience of um, how they're seeing things, right? Yeah. You guys, well, want, it, you guys, you guys want a secret? This is an excuse yeah. for Ian, Chris, and I just to drink together and tell stories, Correct. and then we just have a book that kind of follows along while we do it. It's great. <laughs> I mean, we don't, you we don't have to be in the same room. <laughs> Yeah. You can see the evolution of our lives and, and, and just how our content has changed and how engaged we are. Like I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for Darkened Stories to just be a spinoff podcast. Yeah. And that's still got potential. It still it's, has potential. I'm just worried yeah. about more of uh yeah. Anyway, I'm worried about my liver. Worried about liver. Worried about other things. So yeah, um don't want to don't get too far into some of those things. I have more children by now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're right dude. a drinking club with a book there we go yeah that's yep. where we are yep so you know if you really want it to get interesting start sending us all different bottles of whiskey and oh. bourbon that's what we should that's how we should have started this was getting people to send us their favorite so we could sample it oh man give them shit. So, so you know you know there's a shortage of bourbon in virginia i walked over i went over to my friend's house for a housewarming you know how many bottles of blends he had oh hmm there's a, wait, who is a shortage of bourbon in Virginia? Y'all yeah. are next well, door. That's because we're yeah. out. That's where Alan lives. So uh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> we, have, we have people like my friend who he had a housewarming party went there last weekend, 
and he had over a hundred bottles of Blattens. Oh my god, that's a lot. And I, and I said, that's "What are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, well, I, I, I've actually <clears throat> got in the charts for the shipping trucks for the local liquor stores, and I show up on shipping day and buy them out, so I have them all." So then he had, then he's selling them on third market, which is illegal. So I'm not gonna say who it is, but he's selling them, <laughs> selling sell them third market. Uh, are trading them for even more rare uh, uh, bourbons. Um, yeah. So now he's been able to get like two bottles of Pappy and like a bunch of other stuff Ooh, too. But like he's he's basically stuff. getting bottles that are super hard to find because like apparently it's a whole gimmick where they're going. Yes, through it and, is. The liquor law is hard. It's hard to to run by. So they're just waiting for the so trucks hard. to show up. He should, he's there at the store to buy them out completely and then he turns around and sells them all on for profit which is yeah. illegal but that's what he's doing and that's why there's a shortage because like he's not the only one that, doing this apparently there's like a ton that's of technically <laughs> that's like that's like almost that's like, right next to that line of bootlegging which it's by the really way really close exists. to bootleg yeah Boot, bootlegging still exists in north right. alabama by the way people go up to oh, tennessee and then drive too? back yeah i know yeah. it's crazy oh, it's like people you, you think that went away though you're like you think bootlegging went away it's like still happening no because we have no. because y'all are like part of the south in Virginia, whether you yeah. want to be or it's not, colonial, like colonial yeah. South, right? Yeah. But yeah. like here in the South, we have these dumb mixed, like dry counties where you can't buy liquor yeah. in the county mm-hmm. at all. They have some so, Virginia, out in Western Virginia, yeah, yeah. there's dry counties. Yeah, e- even yeah, the so dry Sunday is prevalent in a lot of oh Alabama. Yes, so people it's form been the private last... clubs. So at the private it's... club, you can serve. Yeah. It's been yeah, within the last, I think, five years that they've actually started selling liquor on Sundays. Yes, like it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. More than five years ago, you, there was no That's liquor true. on Sundays. I'm just, well, I I'm just dream of living in a place either. where I. I was just gonna say, I, I just dream of living in a place where I don't have to drive 20 minutes to buy booze. Yeah, Ooh. we used to not be able to buy it in our grocery store. It's the only beer. There's no wine. There's no liquor. And then, <sighs> I, I so there's still there's still no liquor in Virginia. And, I mean, you have to go to that. So in Virginia, all the liquor stores are state run, which is yes. freaking that's a yeah. whole other conversation. Alabama used that's a whole other conversation. I think Alabama used to have something similar to that. Welcome uh, to Darkened Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, episode <that's> one. <laughs> Arkansas is not that bad. We have private run stores. It's just we have dry counties. There you go. Anyway. And that's I live in a dry county. Hmm. <laughs> Until next time. Get a drink. Go get some drink. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.